I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. This podcast, we're done with it. I got a new idea. We joke about that so often. I mean, honestly, if we didn't have to have jobs, we could have like eight different Man, cool, fun podcasts that if everyone we didn't would have want to jobs, listen to. We would have, yes, eight different podcasts. Yeah. And we would have like 12 different types of RPG campaigns, yes. tabletop campaigns going with our friends. Yes. And also, we would watch movies together all the time. Yep. And do all the crafts that we want to do oh with my our God. friends. I know. We would see our friends every day. I know. I was talking about this with <laughs> your fiance the other day, actually. Yes. Because I was like, it's so hard to balance work and your personal life. Yeah. You know, so you have to separate it between work and then not working time. Yes. And then your not working time is like, well, I have I need to be social and spend time with people who are not me. And then I need time with people who are just me. Yes. People who are just me. That's my autobiography title. <laughs> Alone time, but I'm calling it, I need to spend time with people who are just me. Right, 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 right. And then, you know, so you have a lot of, you got your friends and your family and that's your like other people time. So you got to mm-hmm. divide that, you know, you got to make sure you're seeing all these people at yeah. least sort of equally or semi-regularly. Yeah, we learned from The Sims. If you don't talk to them regularly, they stop being your they friends. They disappear, actually. Yeah. They fade out of existence yeah. and you, you can't be all responsible for that. And then your alone time is like, well, I need to sleep. I also need to relax, you know, be awake, but be relaxing. Yeah. Also, I need, I have fun projects that I want to do. Mm-hmm. I have like actual, re- I got to clean the house. I got you real know, chores. Or I have real, yeah. Or yeah. even real, like not necessarily fun, but projects that need done, maintenance on the house, whatever. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, if you find a solution for balancing all these things, let me know. And I said, I think truly the answer is have enough money that you don't have to go to work because yeah. that's. That's what's taking up all my time. Yeah, it's the working. And my energy. Yeah, that'll do it to you. So. I know. <laughs> so join our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to just do this. I would just like to do that. I would like, yeah, to We'd do just so this. We'd be so good at it. And maybe one or two <laughs> other yeah, little podcasts that are not this. Little things. You're like, it's me, Meat Wedge, from the other podcast <laughs> with my new podcast. Oh my god, speaking of, I feel like every ad that I hear lately is for um, Elena and Ash from Morbid have a new show. They have a bunch of shit going on. I know, and I'm like, guys, <laughs> I stop. It's yeah. too much. Hey, yeah, when do you have the time? I don't even want to listen to your regular show. Truly. Because it has not gotten much better. Yeah, I stopped listening to it. Yep. I mean, different people are into different things, and that's fine. If you like them and you think they're funny, that's that's yeah. fine. It's just it's not yeah. for me. It, yeah whatever it's just a bummer it's like anything else though when you find a podcast and you're like wow i love this i'm gonna listen to every episode and then one day you're just like i don't like this anymore i don't like it anymore that's kind of a bummer yeah it's also a little bit like well our podcast is as good as that podcast right some network pick us up please yeah 
I'm we're great. We are great. You're great at doing all the watching and researching. I'm great at editing. Yeah. Like, damn. And being funny. Oh yeah, and we're both really funny. Just <laughs> just the jokes. <laughs> the jokes, man. People say we have great chemistry. I know. Our voices are comforting. They're like, you should guys should be friends in real life. And yeah, we're like this is work work friends only. Thank you. This is a business transaction. <laughs> God, I can't believe I drove you to get your car earlier. <laughs> putting the gas on our business card <laughs> that we don't have. Ah, the dream to have a business. I'll write this off as a business expense. I already have that. It's not really much of a dream. It's it's still your own money, it, it turns out. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> the dream to spend somebody else's money. Yeah. Tell network, pick us up. <laughs> Anyway, speaking of podcasts, here we are doing a podcast. We're doing a podcast. Hey. Hey, this is Replay Rewind, and I'm Bucket Snake. I'm Meat Wedge. This podcast is about movies, children's movies to be specific, from the year 2000 and before. Any book is a children's book if the kid can read. Exactly. Any movie is a children's movie if you put your child in front of it. If the kid can see. (laughs) So, every month we pick a movie and talk about it we sure do so we talk about leading up to the episode we talk about the month that it came out what was going on in the world but this episode is not that this episode is the one actually about the movie and i have a question for you i'm ready what are some of your favorite books oh favorite books ever yeah that's a hard one um well my number one favorite book is parable of the sower by octavia butler god uh it's so good, but it's just like, oh, fuck. I know. It's a really good book. It's too, it's too real, Roy. <laughs> I know. It's just that episode of IT Crowd where he's like, it's too real. Yeah. It's, you're just, I mean, it's really, really good. It but is. reading it, you're like, oh, I need to know more about seeds. Right. I know. It's like, <laughs> I need a go bag. Fuck. Uh, everybody go read it and then uh, buy some seeds. It's just, it, it's really good. It's really well written. Um, it's And it's written, it's a sci-fi book about a slow apocalypse basically yeah. a very insidious quiet yep end of the world yeah that people just adjust to right you know? well because um, didn't she say she was like at some point yeah at any point in history this is happening in the world this is a reality someone, for someone in the world someone is experience a, experiencing a dystopia yes at any point yeah yeah on earth yeah for sure and you know it's the american dystopia mm-hmm. story and it feels very possible. But it's also, it isn't just about that. That's kind of the background. The way that she writes it about, you know, the main character. and Yeah. It's just very good. It is very good. A Clockwork Orange used to be my very favorite book. I still really like that book. I've yeah. read it seven or eight times, probably. Yeah. The Shining is one of my favorite books. Yeah, very good. The Ruins. <laughs> Another one. It's one of my favorite books. Parable of the Sower, at least leaves you on a bit of a hopeful note yeah you know, you're like things are gonna be okay at least yeah the ruins is like I'm the ruins staying home <sighs> yeah forever yeah i read it twice and the whole second time i was reading it, i was like why am i doing this to myself i know the second time i read it too i was like oh no i don't i don't know if i'll ever read it again i think twice was yeah twice is good good but it i is already knew really I, well written and i i didn't like forget anything that happened nope <laughs> <laughs> Nope. The like, only oh, thing no that you surprises. forget is the level of despair. <laughs> and you're like, oh, God, I'm so, so sad. much despair. <laughs> um, and then recently, uh, last month, actually, I read a book called 
This Thing Between Us, which I think is one of my new favorite books. Yeah, I and have. I told you about it a little bit. You did. I have a hold on the audiobook on my Libby app. Nice. So the audiobook I can. is really good. The okay, guy that good. reads it does a really great job. Good. Um, and it's about um, a Mexican-American couple and the guy that reads the book. The guy that wrote the book is Mexican American, mm-hmm. and the guy that reads it is also, which nice. I think is great. Yes, um, but it's so good, and it has really strong Stephen King vibes. But yeah. it's also just like heartbreaking, yeah. but also spooky as shit. It's yeah. just it's perfect. I good. Love it so I, much. I think it's really hard to be spooky in books. Yeah, um, because you can set it down. Yeah, and so you need like or hit pause. Yeah, <laughs> if you're yeah. listening. Yeah, yeah, you can you can look around even and be like, oh, the sun is still out. You know, yeah. like whereas in a movie you're like looking at these things. It's I don't know. So it's harder to be spooky, but I do like it when books are spooky because I can ingest it in little doses. Like, be like right. oh, it's getting spooky. I'm gonna sit down. I'll come back. <laughs> whereas like oh, with oh. a movie, it's just like oh no. Yeah, you, you've given me a visual that I now can picture. I can conjure up later yeah. when I have to go into my basement. At, you know, I'm like mm-hmm. oh, I don't think about this right now. Oh my god, I did that to myself the other day. We have a back staircase at my house and I made it into sort of a closet where like the extra toilet paper and paper towels and stuff are because my yeah. dog won't go down that back staircase so I'm not using it. So it's like, fine, I'll put a fucking shelf in here and just make it a fake closet. Sure. But anyway, I reached in there the other day to get like toilet paper or something and the stairway was dark and my brain was just like, what if there was someone there? Yeah, what if somebody just touched your hand? Like, what if... It was just like a little hunched over man was just like, ah. oh my god! I know, like <laughs> I was like, why brain? I hate the. I don't need this right now. Okay, brain. I don't need like. Don't oh do god! That always happens. I go outside to get something out of my car, like in the yeah. dark or whatever, and I think, what if I turned around and there was just a guy standing down the street and he was holding a big knife or an, and you're like, why? No, thank you. This is why I don't watch scary movies because mm-hmm. my brain is already like. Hey, what if I thought of the scariest thing you could think of right now? Just off the top of my head. Ha <laughs> ha Speaking like, of people down the street. I will not run back in the house. There I was at a stoplight the other day. Mm-hmm. And I saw a man's entire dick and balls. <laughs> <laughs> no. There's this, there's this guy that stands at this one intersection that I always get caught at the red light on my way home from work. And he usually will walk up to your car. Mm-mm. To the window. And I just shake my head, mm-hmm. and he goes to the car behind me. Yeah. I don't know what he's asking for. But you're like, no, just not. I don't have it. I don't have it. Whatever <laughs> it is. But I think he was really fucked up the other night because he had on, like, three pairs of pants, but none of them were up. <laughs> and he was holding them up with one hand, but his dick and balls were not in. They were out on the outside of the pants. So he was holding them, like, under, in the gooch region. <laughs> and I was just like... Wow. when's that leg I'm turning green <laughs> I, might, I might just run it I don't know anybody coming <laughs> oh that's Sir. too much you might need to find another way home I think so from work <laughs> Sir, please. that's the fact that he was wearing three pairs of pants he was. and couldn't manage to button any of it. maybe he tried and he was like no well, they, were, they were all elastic band too oh they were like they didn't even require any dexterity just pull just keep going just you stop too soon like what kind of drugs my dude make you not realize that the wind he's is like i'm cold but i like a fresh breeze <laughs> the wind is whipping your wee wee <laughs> you gotta get it in there <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh you gotta know you gotta you just 
just gotta get it together. Oh, you gotta, yeah, it has to be like, hey, this is nice. <laughs> <laughs> I go, yeah. You know, it's not like he was like, what? <laughs> My what? Also, side note, I love the phrase dick and balls. Like, it's one word. <laughs> because, like, there are very few scenarios where one is out and the other one's not. But the idea yeah. of just saying, like, his dick and balls. His dick and balls. His dick and balls. <laughs> the cash and prizes. <laughs> God. Oof. What about when you were Lil? Uh, when I was little, um, I really liked all of the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe books. Yeah, Narnia. Chronicles. The, the Chronicles of Narnia books. Until uh, one day I had an epiphany that they were an allegory for Christianity. That it's just the Bible. Yeah, and it pissed me he off. He didn't even write an original story. He just wrote the Bible with a lion in it. I know. And I got mad about it because I was like, get this out of my fantasy story. Right. And then I found His Dark Materials. Ooh. Philip Pullman's response to yeah. the, you know, in which they kill god actually yeah i do need to read those i've not i didn't read them but they're so good i read the magician's nephew as a kid and i really liked it it was yeah. the only like chronicles book yeah. that i read yeah but i also d- didn't go to church so i didn't get the allegory because i didn't know the story <laughs> yeah i mean the other stories i'm sure that they are also an allegory but they all have like little morals and shit i don't mm-hmm. know i was like i just want to escape well yeah from this yeah yeah like, i already get I, I know yeah clive so, i get it it's C.S. Lewis. Yeah. Clive Staples. Clive Lewis. Staples? What? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's his full name. That's the, weird. The, the, I thought it was Crispy Sausage. <laughs> <laughs> the piece of Chronicles of Narnia lore that I do really like is that the reason that the whole universe basically is centered around a lamppost hmm. is because his good friend J.R.R. Tolkien was oh, like, yeah. lampposts have no place in fantasy stories. And he went, Watch this, motherfucker, oh, yeah. <laughs> and build his entire... I love things done out of spite. Yes, I, I do, too. I Especially mean, for your very famous friend. Yeah, and his Dark Materials was written out of spite, too. Yeah, so, so again, yeah, great. Yeah, those are my favorite kind of thing. I never really got into, like, YA yeah. stuff, because I started reading Stephen King so young. Yeah. I was like, I ruined myself. <laughs> um, Can't read this. This is for babies. Yeah. There was also um, the series, and I can never remember the guy's name. But they were Christian books, and I read them when I still went to church, and they were... Uh, left Behind. No. <laughs> I did read those, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I was like, well, at least something's happening. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the end of the world, finally. No, I can't remember the... But they were... They were horror. Mm. They were, like, kids' horror books, but it was kind of, like, at the end... Like, the premise would be like, oh, these guys are definitely vampires. Yeah. It's kind of like a Scooby-Doo type thing. Yeah. Where the kids in the neighborhood are like, ah, they're definitely vampires. And then they find out that it's actually, like, demons. Oh, God. Yeah, like, spiritual warfare, like, really dark shit that I love to read as a kid. Because I've always been very normal. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's what everybody says about you. I'm going to have to look those up. I don't remember what they were called. Yeah, I would be interested. For a second, I thought you were talking about... The like, what is it? The like the Bailey school children. Oh. It's like <laughs> genies don't work as lunch ladies or whatever. <laughs> like that fucking series. Yeah, those are cute. Though. They are very cute. Yeah, one of them was about the internet. Oh, they huh. all had names like that too. Like the something. Yeah, the something. Huh. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, what about you? <sighs> I could talk about books all day. I don't know how to read. <laughs> Damn, that's not true. I love to read. 
I don't know. I don't get to read as much, but I recently have been getting into audiobooks because I have way more listening time than I do reading time. Same. And I also just, you know, even when I do have time to sit down, I'm just like, I either I've... fall asleep like an old person. Yeah. Or I'm like, I have other things that I need to be doing. I, know, I, I feel guilty with just sitting still. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, either like because reading feels like a reward. Yeah, you know, and you're like, why should do the dishes? Right. So <laughs> audiobooks, I can do the dishes while I read, which yes. is really nice. Um, I've read, listened to, read seven books this year. Nice. Yeah, very good. I I love The Hobbit. Yeah. Still, my mom read it to me when we were young, and Aww. I still I've read it a bunch of times since then. I really really like it. The other Lord of the Rings books are okay. The Hobbit's the only one I could get through. Um, I am currently, as I mentioned before, reading the lord of the fellowship of the ring do the voice <laughs> i don't want to <laughs> i am reading that out loud right now but what i have found interesting is we're in like chapter nine and not once has he called him samwise it's just been sam gamgee the whole time and i'm like where did samwise come from huh. everyone knows his name is samwise but he has not called him that once not even when he introduced him Weird. so that's very interesting yeah but the hobbit so good Mandela uh, effect. yeah <laughs> it's not really his name <laughs> what else do i really like I've been reading, I read the first in this book called The Queen of the Tearling, which was really good. So I want to read the other Tearling yeah. books. It's just about this girl who is destined to become, like, they knew she was going to be queen, mm. but they also were worried that somebody was going to kill her. So they sent her off to oh. live in the woods yeah. until she was old enough to be the queen. And then they just come get her. And then they were like, there you go. There's your throne. And she's like, I don't know anything about oh, there leading are people. Other people? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a kingdom? She's never like, heard of it. She doesn't know anything about it. You know, she's yeah. like the people who watched her, like taught her as much as they could. Yeah. But she's like, I. So removed. Yeah. I've yeah. never spoken to a group of people. I don't know how to lead people. So it's really interesting that she just gets like thrown into it. Yeah. So that's, I read the first one and I need to thrown, finish. Thrown into it. The other ones. I'm trying to think. I mean, you know, Dark Tower. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really, really good. For sure. A couple of different, you know, I oh, like Stephen King, even though Dune. it's a fucking weirdo. I forgot to mention Dune. Yeah. I read it when we were on vacation. Yeah. Oh. All I remember, mostly what I remember is you complaining about the word sphincter. <laughs> a lot of the word sphincter in that book. Yeah. Too much. Anyway. <laughs> Too much, one might say. House of um, Leaves. House of Leaves is really say? good. Yes. It took me a while to get through it. I find the things that I like the most are the ones that the first time I read it, I went, fuck this book, and I put it down. <laughs> because I quit a third of the way through the seventh Dark Tower book. I was like, fuck you, Stephen King. You're yeah. a jackass, and this book is gross. And I don't, I don't care anymore, even yeah. though I'd read the first six. And then House of Leaves, I was like, this guy's an idiot and I'm sick of it. <laughs> I quit reading it. I will not turn this book upside down anymore. <laughs> and then I came back to it and I read it. I was like, oh, I'm really glad I finished that. <laughs> Which is what happened with Dark Tower too. Yeah. And then growing up, I read Holes about oh. a thousand times. Yeah. You and read, I read Holes to me. I did while yeah. you were digging a hole. Yeah. And I read Ella Enchanted mm. about a thousand times. Yeah. Which part of it was... Because when we were children, you didn't have phones to take with you in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I got to read this book. I got to read the shampoo bottle again. <laughs> but those were the ones that I was like, yeah. I always took. I mean, that's partially why I read them so many times. Because yeah. I was like, I need some alone time in this bathroom. <laughs> I need some time with people that are just me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, Ella Enchanted is one of my faves, even to this day. Like, I, re I read that to a child oh. recently. And it's like, they made a movie about it with Anne Hathaway, but... We talked about it on one of the episodes. Yeah. I don't remember why. I won't watch it. No. Just, it seems like really silly, but the book is actually a lot more serious. Yeah. But if you didn't listen to the episode where I talked about it, because I don't remember when that was... I don't either. 
really briefly, it's just, it's basically a Cinderella story. Mm. It's this girl named Ella, but it kind of dives into the reason why she does, why she doesn't just tell people to go fuck themselves. Yeah. And so it's like when she was born, a fairy gave her the gift of obedience. And so if someone gives her a direct command, she has to do it. Yeah. And so it's just her and like trying to get through this, get through the world with like people being able to tell her what to do. That's just really good. And I really liked it. (laughs) Just earplugs. Yeah. Earplugs. <laughs> I can't hear you. And you're deaf, I guess. I don't have to do it if I can't hear you. It's true. Yeah, I I know we talked about it on one episode, and I don't remember which one, but I know that it was on the show because I know the story because you told me, and this is the only time we talked. Yeah, it's true. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're not friends. Right. But yeah, those are some faves. I'm sure I will think of more later, but those yeah. are the ones that stand out. Well, uh, why do you ask me about books? Because this is about movies. <laughs> well, because then they take the book and then they make it into a movie. A movie. Because we're talking about Beauty and the Beast. And she loves to read. Is Be- Was Beauty and the Beast a book yeah. before it was a movie? It's like a fable, right? I think so. I never knew. Gotta be. Like growing up, what classic Disney movies were Disney mm-hmm. created and what were just like adapted from old fairy tales you know i don't think they write very many original did walt disney invent fairy tales (laughs) (laughs) yes oh okay cool no yeah uh yeah i don't know i'm sure it's a a fairy tale of some sort yeah i feel like every movie we've ever talked about has been like yeah the guy that wrote the script used to uh read this to his kids yeah (laughs) every time probably for richard adams who wrote watership down because he just made that whole thing up he's i wrote I, mean, I wrote the book a whole thing yeah what a cool guy anyway yeah. yeah beauty and the beast um you know i remember the the main plot and the main story but i'm sure there's a lot of things that i don't remember yeah i remember everything partially because i watched it a bunch but also because when i was little i had these really big books mm. of disney movies oh yeah they're like a foot it was huge which i'm like oh a child is supposed to carry this and they're like 100 pages and they're very big <laughs> i don't know why a child was supposed to carry them around in the house i guess so (laughs) but uh and so i've been sharing them with my nanny kid oh cute yeah and he was he's really into the beauty and the beast one so we've read it quite a few times so i have cute recently revisited the story if not the movie yeah but so you tell me what you remember um i remember bell uh being the town weirdo everybody's singing about how she always has her nose in a book and Mm -hmm. her dad is is he like a weird inventor type guy yeah he does something weird i keep trying to picture him and it keeps going between the rabbit from alice in wonderland and the sultan from aladdin i mean that's pretty (laughs) i can't that's pretty accurate (laughs) he's one of those (laughs) he is a person Right. But I mean, yeah, very short and fat with white hair, big mustache. Like, he's bald on top and he doesn't have a beard. Okay, yeah. But pretty close, yeah. A, a little bit sultany. Yeah. Yeah. And Gaston wants to marry her and she's not really having it. And Gaston sings a song about how everybody loves him. He's got the biggest dick in town. <laughs> yeah. And like, it's like as big as a book, so it's why wouldn't like, she want it? You know? No one fucks like Gaston. <laughs> no one fucks like Gaston. <laughs> <laughs> exactly and then something happens uh the the prince the beast is cursed by someone and she says if you don't find your true love by the time all the rose petals fall off you'll be a beast forever mm-hmm. and so he's like shit 
<laughs> I gotta find a love. There's one. <laughs> what about that one? <laughs> hey, you. <laughs> hey, yo, girl. And he kidnaps her, brings her to the castle, convinces her to fall in love. She's charmed by all of the magical house items. I'm waving my hands around. Because mm-hmm. um, they also got cursed. Everything's cursed. Yeah. And it can only be changed back by true love's kiss. Yeah. And then he changes back. Yep. And he still looks... He looks kind of like a woman. <laughs> He's very long, blonde hair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, to be fair, I don't know if his hair was long beforehand, but he hasn't it's been able to time. get a haircut. Yeah. So. That's fair. Yeah, that's basically yeah, it. the scissors are probably a person, too. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. The biggest thing is that he doesn't kidnap her. It's her dad gets lost in the woods and stumbles upon his castle. Oh. And he's like... Uh, you're trespassing, you have to go in the dungeon. He's like, you love me. (laughs) What's up, old man? He's like, oh, this is perfect. We can fall in love and then he'll die soon and I don't want to be married for that long. He's just hanging out in the gate by the castle waiting for someone to wander by. Hello, you. You there. (laughs) 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 You like fuzzy guys? (laughs) Wink, wink. How do you feel about these paws? (laughs) I could carry you. No, he's he's very angry and isolated. He just yeah. gives up. He's like, I no remember. one's ever gonna love me, cranky, cranky, cranky. Yeah, I'm so cranky. I got big teeth. Right, my hair's too long. But so Maurice, <laughs> which is her dad's name, oh cute, is trying to go to like a science fair basically with oh. his invention, and he gets lost and stumbles upon. They get like chased by wolves, and he stumbles upon the castle. And the beast is like, "You're trespassing. You have to go in the dungeon." Mm. And then their horse runs back to get bell basically and so she shows up to the castle and he's like you know she's like you gotta let my dad go he's super sick and old and cold you can't just leave him here and he won't kiss you and he he will not get you are you're too tall for one thing you can't (laughs) you can't get all out there um but so she's like you have to let him go and the beast is like only if you'll stay she says you know take me instead so she swaps places with him and then yeah they learn to be friends and love each other Mm -hmm. and then yeah they fall in love do they yes do they fall in love i don't know (laughs) it's very nice it's got a lot of really good songs it's got a lot of really wonderful people in it mostly by that i mean angela Angela lansbury but jerry orbach is also in it oh yeah yeah. i love him yeah from law and order Yeah, yeah and he was in murder she wrote oh yeah he plays this detect like this private eye who's always getting the shit kicked out of him and he's like really good friends with jessica fletcher and she's always like oh my god what harry i think is his name Mm. and he's like jessica (laughs) (laughs) can i borrow fifty dollars she's just like you're a mess but it's really cute that they're friends and then they're friends in the movie yeah and one of the guys the guy who voices the clock is in he's from mash oh david ogden steers yeah there's just a lot of yeah, a lot of good good people in it. Uh, I have an itemized list of issues with this film. Ooh, I can't wait. That we will get to when we come back. Yeah, and we're going to have a guest when we come back. We are. It's been so long that we had a guest, and I'm really, really excited. Yeah. Who's our guest going to be? It's Hot Toes. Oh, my God, my fiance. Hi. We got to clean up in here. <laughs> she knows how you live. <laughs> She's going to hate it. Yeah. So, it's gonna be very exciting yes i'm excited so (laughs) let's uh let's not wait any longer let's go watch it okay okay (laughs) 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Well, that was a fucking toothy movie. There's so many teeth. It's like a goofy movie, but about teeth. <laughs> oh, no. Whose teeth like... do you want to lick for the rest of your life, Bill? Uh, lick? Well, I mean, I know that. Yeah, I know that. They're that just always out. Happens. Both Gaston yeah. and the Beast. It's true. The Beast can't help it. Gaston does it on purpose. Anyway, hello. hello. Welcome to you. And also, Hot Toes. Hi. Hi. <laughs> She's just sitting there hello. like, when do I talk? <laughs> We yes. don't know. We haven't had a guest in so long. We don't know how to be normal. Oh, wait. <laughs> yeah, that's not. Y'all are not normal. That's the point of this movie. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. That's what a true. perfect movie to bring a be guest in. Be our guest. Be our guest. Sorry about all the mess. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't thought about that. That's cute. Uh, one of my friends the other day that I hadn't seen in a while, he was like, Oh, I need to get caught up on your podcast. I think the last one I listened to was Super Mario Brothers. Wow. I was like, ooh. <laughs> the sound like, quality, no. It's please, gotten so much better. Please don't let. <laughs> I know. We need to have like some sort of indication on the like stream that's like, don't make this your first episode, please. Yeah. We should rate our own episodes. It's a good one to start with. <laughs> yeah. Maybe put it in the trailer. Be like, if you haven't listened to us before, here's some episodes we recommend. <laughs> Not that one. (laughs) (laughs) It's there for posterity. It's there, but it sounds bad. Anyway, let's talk about Beauty and the Beast. Let's talk about it. Hot toes. Um. Well, I really like all of the teeth. Yeah. Personally, (laughs) she does have a thing for teeth. I do. Should change her name to Hot Teeth. Oh (laughs) yeah. I said oh, and you said oh. (laughs) That's a beautiful idea. Um, well, I actually really loved the movie. Yeah. Well, let's talk about it and let's fight on air. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, cool. I'm excited to witness this. Okay. But fuck yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck yeah, this is a children's movie and I get to say fuck. Yeah, that's that's the best part. So we open up on this like beautiful scenery. We see this huge towering castle that is, I mean, it's gorgeous. Like it's a really beautiful place to be. There's flowers everywhere. I would go there. Yeah, And the narrator tells us that a prince used to live there and he was selfish and unkind. Mm. And one night, an old beggar woman came to the door to ask for shelter in exchange for a rose. But he's like, nope, you're ugly. Get out. Yeah, classic. And she gives him a second chance. She's like, hey, don't be deceived by appearances. Beauty comes from within. You know, like, are you sure you want to be such a dick? And he's like, yep, doubling down. Get the fuck off my property. <laughs> and... Um, yeah. <laughs> 
But then, of course, she transforms into this beautiful enchantress and he tries to walk it back. But she's like, it's too late. You're a dick. I can see that through and through. So she curses him to be a big, ugly beast. And for some reason, curses the rest of the castle as well. Oh, damn. What, what did the castle ever do to you? Yeah, what they do. I don't know. I this, also, felt, this felt like a trap, too. Did she really need shelter? Right. Or was she just trapping this man? I think she just goes around being like, I'm weeding out the assholes. I guess. She's bored, I guess. Yeah, I she's really old, so she was very bored. Yeah, <laughs> but she's not that but she's old. not old. Or maybe she is. She just doesn't look it. Or she can make herself look young. She's immortal. Yeah, so she, so she look- is really old. She yeah. just doesn't look it. Where'd yeah. she go? Enchantresses are timeless. I've heard that. This is just general knowledge. Oh, well, everyone knows this. <laughs> yes, everybody knows that. So she, because she had tried to give him a rose, she was like, you know, let me say the night and I'll give you this one single rose. And he's like, wow, that's pathetic. He's like, look at all the roses I have. All right. I don't fucking need look, that. Look around you, bitch. But so she leaves it with him anyway and says, if you can find true love and be loved in return by your 21st birthday, the spell will be broken. If not, you'll be a beast forever. And I, I mean, I'm going to say at the top, I love this movie, but I also have a lot of beef with it. So much so that I'm like, I'm going to save all the beef till the end. Because yeah. it'll take up all the time if I try and. Yeah. Heads up, audience. We have a beef list. <laughs> at the end. Yeah. We're so. going to beef corner after. <laughs> beef <laughs> Meat corner. Wedge, beef corner. Like, That's what I call my. Uh, okay. Yeah. My beef corner. So we'll just get through the plot and then talk about. Your beef corner. The beef corner. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So now we see a cute little cottage with a bunch of gears on the roof to let you know that an inventor lives there. Mm-hmm. Gotta have gears to be able to invent. Yeah. And this just felt very like 90s kids movie trope. Like, is there a Disney movie that came out in the 90s that doesn't have an inventor character? Yeah, truly. Like they like this house they don't really focus on it a lot, but there are a lot of little gadgets around just like every other movie in the 90s like Yeah. Yeah, and he's clearly like harnessing the wind energy to do something in their house, but yeah, it, it was a very like I get this I mean this came out in 91. This might have been the first one that it was like the 90s is all about inventing shit. Yeah, setting the standard. Pretty <laughs> professor, what's your name from Flubber? Dr. Brainerd. Brainerd, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then we meet Belle, who's this beautiful girl on her way to town. Their house is like just outside of it, but I mean, feet. You can see the town, you know, they're not yeah. like isolated. I mean, in any maybe way. sometimes. <laughs> it's true. The it's geography. Whoa, sizes in this movie. Um, and then we meet the whole town in a song that's really cute, but yeah. mostly about Belle. Yeah, it's a song about how weird she is, but also how pretty she is, but also that she's really weird and also, like, the prettiest, but, like, wow, just so weird. (laughs) It'd be nice if she weren't so weird, because she really is pretty. It reminds me of a Muppet Christmas Carol when we meet the town and Ebenezer Scrooge and everyone's singing about how terrible he is. Yes. But the other way around. (laughs) Yes, this is nice. (laughs) This is a nice version. Yeah. Do you like this song, Hot Toast? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love it. I was surprised at how I remembered all of it. I know. Because yeah. <laughs> I haven't watched it since I was a kid. Yeah. I was like, I knew every single word to every song. Nice. Well, <laughs> and she goes, oh, I remember all the words. And I was like, the captions are on. <laughs> I wasn't looking at them. <laughs> she was like, you could turn them off. Pretty convenient. <laughs> God. I do. I made a note of it later, but this is one of the most like verbose 
song like as far as lyrics go or it's just like first off there's a lot of french in there and then the songs all have like a ton of words it's like this these songs were not written with like kids will sing these in mind like you gotta you have to be bilingual for one thing yeah not catchy well actually i had my first cd that i ever owned was the soundtrack yeah and i listened to it 24 7 in my bedroom yeah and pretended like i was bell Aw, I'm not saying it's not good. It's great, and like the yeah. songs are catchy, but it's just you have to really pay attention. Yeah, to get all the words. Kids these days will I never know. understand. I no. was about to say, I feel like <laughs> back then that was normal. Yeah, because a lot of these like Disney movies had a lot of really like complex songs. Yeah, with structure. Yeah, and now it's just very simple and catchy. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, I don't know. I guess. It's like the participation trophy of kids' songs. Yeah. You know, like, you don't even have to try. And you can just memorize the words. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe so. Although, because I do, I have, like, my own little, like, example and like, the three-year-old that I watch. Because yeah. he was really into the song and was singing a lot of the words. But listen, he makes up his own. You know, he's like, it kind of sounds like this. That's cute. And he's doing his best, but he doesn't know exactly what they're saying. But he also, we watched Encanto recently, and he does the same thing with those. But mm-hmm. those are all Lin-Manuel Miranda. I don't know. He may yeah. be, he's changing the changing the game a little True. bit, too, where he's just yeah. like, I'll write verbose songs again. Yeah. But anyway. learned. This don't, one. Don't talk down to kids. Yeah. No. That's true. How are you going to learn new words yeah. if you don't, if you're not exposed to new words? So. Fair. Anyway. Yeah, anyway, so Belle has made her way through the huge town to the bookshop where she sees the bookseller who, you know, she returns the book that she just borrowed yesterday because I guess she doesn't have anything else to do, so she'd just be reading. Yeah, that's true. And finds a book that she wants to read, and he's like, you've already read that one. And she's like, but it's my favorite. And he's like, well, then you can just have it. Yeah. I'm sick of you coming in here. I mean, I'm a nice guy. <laughs> this shop has to be a hobby for this dude, because I'm like, okay, first off, they keep saying about how weird it is that she reads so much, so nobody, nobody else is reads. going in here. And then she just borrows the books, and then he's like, you could just have it. And yeah. It's like... <laughs> You're not making any he's money. He's not trying to make it his one customer. He's like, just take it. Yeah. Also, I have to say that watching her go in and being like i've already read it this many times and okay i'll take it and then she just like lounges around and reads like yeah i was so jealous i know i wish i could live that life of just like walking through a town reading a book with literally nothing else to worry about yeah explaining the plot to some sheep yeah like why why don't we live in that society capitalism (laughs) Let's move to France. El problema es el capitalismo. <laughs> <laughs> so then we meet Gaston and his little boyfriend, LeFou. And Gaston is thinking about how he wants to marry Belle because she's, again, the prettiest girl in town. So she's the only one worthy of him because he is the prettiest person in town. Yeah. And he tries to follow. He makes, he's like, you know, I'm going to marry her. That's it's not an option. It's happening. Yeah. Nobody in this town has a fucking job. No. They just hang out. Yeah. It's really nice. I guess. So. <laughs> I just wish Gaston would go do something. <laughs> He's a. He hunts. A hunter. I yeah. Guess. And eats a lot of eggs. He's got a really full schedule. <laughs> so he tries to follow her through the town, but he gets cut off. So he just scales like a house and runs across the roofs. Yeah. So he can 
jump down in front of her. If some fucking dude jumped over a house to talk to me, I would lose my shit. That is too horny energy. It's too much. It's like, hey, girl, nice tattoos. Hey, 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 let me jump over this roof. Hey. Right. Where'd you get them tattoos? Are you from here? (laughs) I would be like, I was born with these. I got them out of one of those 25 cent machines. (laughs) Yeah. So he catches up with her. He takes her book and throws it in the mud and is like, you shouldn't read so much. It'll lead to thinking. Uh, Yeah. Which is, you know, the worst sin. So he tries to get her to go hang out at the tavern with him. Um, But she's like, listen, I have this book to read for the third time. I'm very busy. Yeah. Also, my dad needs me. And Gaston and his little boyfriend, LeFou, make fun of her and her dad, which is a really good way to get someone to like you. <laughs> and then there's an explosion at her house. So she's like, gotta go. <laughs> Thanks, Mario. <laughs> so then we meet her dad, whose name is Maurice. His name is Crazy Old Maurice. Crazy the Old Maurice. Maurice. Eh? He's always good for a laugh. <laughs> So she goes down to the cellar of her house, which is like full of smoke. And there's this tiny, cranky old man who does. Yeah, you were right. He kind of looks like the Sultan. He does. I thought he had more of a beard, but he's just got a little mustache. Yeah. But he's cute. He's the French Sultan from Aladdin. Oh, yeah. And yeah. when we were uh, talking about it at the top, I was like, I just picture the Sultan because he's like small and round and white haired, you know? Yeah. Which is basically this guy. And we learn that he's working on this invention for a science fair, which is happening the next day, but he can't get it to work yet. But Belle's like, no, I know you'll get it and you'll win first prize. And then we get this little scene like from Stand By Me where she's like, do you think I'm weird? And he's like, what? No. (laughs) He uh, rolls out from under whatever he's working on with these like huge goggles on. And he's like, my daughter weird? (laughs) Compared to what? (laughs) (laughs) Banish the thought. She talks him into trying to get the contraption to work again. He's like, okay, fine. Like, let's try it one more time. And so they turn it on. And what do you know? It works. Yeah. It's a wood choppy guy. Yeah, like an automatic wood chopper. Yeah. And it doesn't look dangerous at all. It looks very safe <laughs> to have around. <laughs> and so he just packs up his cart and is like, all right, I'm going to science fair. Yep. Hopefully I get a blue ribbon that'll pay all our bills. Being concussed. Yeah. Maybe that's why he gets lost. (laughs) Hit in the head with a log. And this this is where we meet Philippe, which is one of my favorite characters because that horse is Agnes. (laughs) 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 It's true. Every time he came on the screen, Hot Toast was like, oh, it's Agnes. (laughs) (laughs) He's so helpful, though. Yeah. And he works very hard. Well, if Agnes had one more brain cell, she would be helpful, too. Oh, for sure. That's true. But anyway, yeah, he's riding on Philippe. He's got his little cart. He's going through the beautiful French countryside. But suddenly, it's starting to get dark, and he should have been there by now. So he is lost. Yeah, he blames it on the horse, which is rude. Yeah, and he does see a street sign or a, you know, a sign. Like a signpost. Yeah, a signpost. And it is not well labeled. No. You can't read it. No. It's pointing in all different directions. There aren't even that many roads. Yeah. Apparently one of the, well, it's one of those that's like that way to Berlin. Yeah. (laughs) Eventually you'll get there. Apparently one of them says Anaheim just because like Disney. Oh. But like he ain't trying to go to Anaheim. (laughs) He's trying to go very close by. What if he did? (laughs) He went all the way to California. (laughs) What if he went to Disney World? (laughs) 
he's, he's like, look, like, I have this thing that traps wood. And they're like, we don't care. Check out my invention. They're like, yeah, we have roller coasters, but whatever. <laughs> but so he's trying to, he's like, we should go this way. It's a shortcut. And it's this like really nasty looking road that's all foggy. And there's not a single leaf, you know, it just looks really bad. And Philippe's like, no, we should go this way because it looks warm and inviting. But yeah. Maurice is like, no, I'm the human. I win. So they go down this terrible looking road. And they're beset upon by bats and wolves. Yep, that's where you keep them. In the woods? Yeah, the bat and wolf woods. <laughs> yeah. So Philippe freaks out. He throws Maurice off his back and takes off through the woods. And Maurice is just there alone. And so he starts running because he's being chased by wolves. And he reaches this huge gate and just barely makes it through. And once he has a second to breathe, he's like, oh, there's a huge spooky castle here. Perfect. Yeah, I'll just go in there. I wonder if they're having a science fair. <laughs> so he runs to the door and he goes in because nobody locks their doors in the French countryside. It's a safe place to be. It is a big old castle in there. Okay, but quick note. Why is there a giant gate and then a long bridge, assuming there's like a moat underneath? I guess. Mm-hmm. And then another unlocked door. Yeah. <laughs> like, you have all these safety measures, but then you just don't fucking lock anything. No. Why? <laughs> just wanted, thought to, about that. wanted to see what happened. <laughs> the, like, the the visual of the gate should be enough. Where you're like, yeah. well, I'm, not, I'm clearly not supposed to go in there. <laughs> this means keep out. Yeah. What, lock it? Mm, locks have not been invented yet, but as soon as they are, I got a big door. <laughs> got a big old door. I'm ready. Speaking of big, the castle is big. He goes in, super high ceilings, old, dusty, quiet, echoey. He's just kind of wandering around. He can hear voices, so he's like, there's got to be people somewhere. But it turns out that it's just a clock in a candelabra standing on a table near the door. (laughs) And the clock, whose name is Cogsworth, he says, you know, let's not bother this guy. Let's let him uh, be on his way. Yeah. And Lumiere is like, "Mm, what if we said hello? (laughs) And then so, he does that. and Yeah, and he does. And Cogsworth, you know, is like, we're going to get in trouble. The master is going to be mad. But Lumiere introduces himself to Maurice. Maurice um, is very interested in how Cogsworth works because, you know, he's an inventor, but also um, clocks don't talk. Right. And he's <laughs> poking around in all of his parts. Yep. Yeah. There's a lot of implications about... <laughs> If this is a living thing. Right. Let's not poke it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's guts. He, like, opens the front of him. Yeah. And he's, like, looking between his little clock legs. <laughs> New. They get changed back into people and Cogsworth immediately dies because, like, his lungs are in the bottom <laughs> now and everything's been Everything got all moved up. around. Yeah. But they usher him straight in to a big warm fire, wrap a little blanket around him and get him all comfy. And I... I don't really understand why they do this unless it's just they're just lonely and they want to talk to a new person. Yeah. Because, like, the motivation with Belle is obvious. Right. They want to break the spell. But, like, with Maurice, what is their, like, you know, they know it's going to piss off Beast. Right. So. There's, like, any human. They're so desperate for human contact. Or they're like, maybe he could love this fat old man. (laughs) (laughs) We don't know. We don't know. (laughs) Maybe it wasn't uh, romantic love that she meant. Maybe she just meant, like. It, they could have like a father son <laughs> maybe maybe it's like a a relationship like in the room elaborate also. with uh with what's it with Wizo and the the kid maybe oh. it could be like that <laughs> <laughs> where he's just mean to the kid yeah yeah also how is i don't understand why this would be the first time that someone wandered in there 
They said nobody had been there in 10 years. Yeah, well, we'll get to that. Oh, okay. Because that's... Oh, the beast ate them all. Yeah. Okay, well... Consumed. Yeah. He's like, does it count if I loved doing that? Because that was great. That was a great experience. <laughs> you finally find someone that really wanted to be eaten. Yeah. And yeah, they loved it. And then the spell was broken. Yeah. And then he died because he was full of person. <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> Anyway, so we see the beast. He's creeping around in the shadows. He's pissed. A little footstool dog voiced by Frank Welker. Of course. (laughs) He actually doesn't voice all of the animals in this movie for like the first time in forever. But he does. Yeah. They could just get him for the one. Footstool dog. He's not the horse for some reason. Philippe is too fancy. Yeah. (laughs) Frank Welker only does the voices of scary things. (laughs) So... Yeah, he like props his little feet up, a coat rack gives him a blanket, and then this cart rushes in carrying Mrs. Potts and her favorite child, Ship. Yeah. Um, and I managed not to cry. Proud of you. I'm seeing her at the first time. Don't worry, I'll cry later. Yeah. But then the beast shows up. He's super mad and all the, I don't even know, what do, what do you call them as a collective? I keep calling them appliances, but you don't plug them in, so I don't know if they're appliances or Yeah, not. they're just furnishings. Yeah. Accoutrements. Yeah, accoutrement. Uh, House (laughs) accessories. Accessory. Uh, Yeah, I guess so. All the decor. House accessories. (laughs) This is a beyond section of Bed Bath & Beyond. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So he's, you know, all all the little guys are afraid of him. And he yells at Maurice for a little bit and then is like, you're coming with me. Someone watched The Brave Little Toaster and was like, okay, but... What if all the appliances were fancy? <laughs> what if they were all French? Yeah. What would that look like? Yeah, so back home, Gaston and Lefeu are approaching Belle's house, and Gaston has set up an entire wedding, which only consists of like six people, but that's fine. Um, and he he says, all right, ready for the wedding, just got to do one thing first, propose. <laughs> so he, he goes into her house, rudely, works his way in there, and is just so aggressive yeah like uncomfortably cornering her being way too forward it's very gross right yeah immediately condescending like you'll be my little wife you know and you'll come home and you'll rub my feet and he takes his shoes off and puts his feet on the table yeah like it's just so gross yeah it's really gross and he's like hey say you'll marry me like he isn't even like will you marry me he's like come on let's get married let's go right i've got a wedding set up let's do it yeah and she's like oh wow uh no thank you (laughs) just can't do it uh don't deserve you and she does this flip around where he falls out the door and she's in the house and locks the door yeah wow so they do have a lot (laughs) i guess (laughs) so he falls immediately into the mud. I know. There's a lot of, like, really conveniently placed mud in this movie. Yeah, I think we should give the mud department an award. I agree. Win an Oscar for mud. <laughs> <laughs> so then we get a reprise of the opening song because Belle runs into a field and she's like, this sucks. I want to go somewhere else. Like, I just want adventure. I want... There's so much more out there in the world and I need to find it. Yeah, it really reminds me of the song Out There. From the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Yeah. When he's like up in the tower and looking down at everyone and he's like, I know that there's more to this life than this little area. Yep. I would like to go find I it. would like to see it. That's yes. another, I guess, kind of common mm-hmm. thing in Disney movies. Mm-hmm. It happens in The Little Mermaid. It mm-hmm. happens in Hercules. 
I'm sure in lots of other things. Yeah. Oh, yeah, very much so. Of just like, I mean, this is fine. Yeah. But I know there's more. Yeah. I want an adventure. I want an adventure. Hot toes. Take me on an adventure. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So while she's thinking about that, Philippe runs up. He's all agitated and he's alone and she's upset. You know, where's Papa? What happened? Yeah. And Philippe can't talk. So he's just kind of like, he's the only what do you fucking want me one. To do? <laughs> can't talk in this movie. <laughs> it's true. So she just unhooks the cart. She hops on his back. She's like, take me to him. They take off into the woods. Damn, like, let Philippe rest. No, he's too, he's hardworking and he cares. He's brave. It's the next day. And so that means he had carried Maurice to the castle and then run all the way back. Yeah. So he's been on the move for like 24 hours. Yeah. And then he's like, all right, let's go back. I wish they would have just popped in a little, just a tiny scene of someone just like petting him and giving him food and water. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just a little bit of... Somewhere. At some point. Yeah. Because yeah, he works so hard. I know. As far as we know, he never takes the saddle off. No. And that's bad for him. Yeah. Give him a snack. Give him a snack. Because, yeah, because then we get to the gate of the castle and she just hops off and leaves Philippe <laughs> yeah. outside because she sees her dad's hat. Gives him a $20 bill. <laughs> says, wait here. I'll be right back. Keep it running. <laughs> yeah, so inside the castle, Cogsworth and Lumiere arguing. And Bill wanders by looking for her dad. She's just wandered into this huge empty castle and she's going, Papa! <laughs> Papa! <laughs> like, where my dad at? Yeah. But they all, you know, hear her and they're going to look at her. And of course, they all have the same thought like, oh, maybe she could break the spell because she's the first and only human woman we have seen. She got since. titties. She got titties. Maybe she is capable. Ew. She, clearly, she made it through the woods. So she's at least a little tough. Yeah. But so Cogsworth and Lumiere lure her to the tower where the dungeon is. Yeah, the the dungeon in the tower. Yeah. I don't think there's anything that says that it has to be in a basement. Hang on, let's look. Hmm. Define dungeon. <laughs> the basement. <laughs> Everyone knows that the dungeon goes downstairs. Ooh boy. A strong underground prison cell, ah. especially in a castle. <laughs> oh, but then this over here says <laughs> <laughs> a room or a cell in which prisons are held especially underground. Yeah. So they this tend is not to be. especially underground. <laughs> this is especially this above is... ground. <laughs> this is about as above ground as you can get. Yeah. You're right. So what do we call this? Uh, the prison. Yeah. I don't know. The, the holding cells. I just feel like the architect of the castle was like, hee hee, you know, it'd be weird. <laughs> I'm quirky. <laughs> This castle is so quirky. You, you know what? I actually did not notice that the dungeon was not downstairs. Yeah. So maybe the people that made this movie were counting on idiots like me <laughs> to not notice, notice that. There's actually no basement in this castle at all. Like the foundation was bad. So they're like, well, we can't put a, it'll be unstable. <laughs> the animators were like, shit, we drew the stairs the wrong direction. <laughs> maybe no one will notice. Ah, nobody will notice. <laughs> but she does find her father at the top of these many, many stairs. Yes. And Maurice is like, what are you doing here? Get out of here. But it's too late. Yep. The beast is there. He's hiding in the shadows. And he says, uh, your dad can't leave. Uh, he's my prisoner. And there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know what I need him for. I didn't even ask him to build me a replica of the queen. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's no reason for him to be here. 
you gotta i mean you, you know you gotta have boundaries you gotta set an example sure no one's gonna no one's been there 10 years you let that guy go somebody else shows up maybe he goes and tells other people you never know what's gonna happen besides it's something to do <laughs> it is something to do <laughs> For sure. It just would make more sense if it was like an intentional type thing. Like, I don't know if he was like, oh, do you have a hot daughter? If I trap you here, <laughs> no. will she come? The punishment for trespassing out? is you go in the dungeon. No exceptions. I don't want you here. So now I will keep you here forever. Yeah, but far away, right? I don't want to hear you scream. So far. That's why it's way up, way, way up there. <laughs> the dungeon in the sky. Yeah, you just forget about them. <laughs> But Belle offers to take her dad's place, which the Beast is a little shocked by. And he he thinks about it for a second. And he's like, I mean, you'd have to stay here forever. And she's like, well, let me come here into the light. Like, let me fully see your face. And so he does. And she's like, oh, damn. Oh, this bitch is hot. (laughs) Uh Yeah. I hope this doesn't awaken anything in me. This is this is the moment where she becomes a monster fucker, even though she doesn't know it yet. This this is her coming of age story. Yeah, her coming. Of Cut, age. Yeah, her coming job. No, she looked at him and she said, "Well, I did say I wanted an adventure." Right. Careful what you wish for. Yep. So the beast agrees to the swap, even though Maurice is like, "No, Belle, I've already lived my life. I'll, it's fine. I'll die here." Right. I can see the sky. Whatever. <laughs> I'm and... 55. I have no more years <laughs> I, in me. <laughs> I'm 35 years old. <laughs> I've lived a long, full life. Yep. So he throws him. The beast throws Maurice outside. A walking carriage takes him back to the village. Yeah. Like nobody's going to question that. Yeah. He just dumps him outside, I guess. I guess. So, and then Belle... Is immediately like, okay, I mean, I know I agreed to that, but could I not have said goodbye? Yeah, rude. Come rude. on, man. You are rude. Great. Way to start <laughs> off this lifelong, this life I know we're I build agreed together. to be imprisoned here, but with someone so rude? Yeah. Oh, Damn. Regret. <laughs> but so the, the appliances are like, are you going to make her stay in the dungeon? Like, it's drafty up here. And she's our guest and she's staying forever. And he's like, okay, fine. So he takes her to her new room, which is really nice, but he just kind of chucks her in there. On the way there, he tells her, you can go anywhere in the castle except for the West Wing. And she's like, why? <laughs> I don't even have a compass. <laughs> I don't know where West Did is. Did you point that one out to me? So I just know not to go in there. <laughs> but then he, you know, Lumiere's like in his ear, like, tell her that she looks nice. You know, invite her to dinner. Maybe it's Cogsworth. I forget. And he's like, you'll join me for dinner. It's not a request. Slams the door. Be yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. From Aladdin? Yeah. (laughs) Punctual. (laughs) Yeah. So back at the village tavern, Gaston is singing a song because he's upset. Yeah. But his little beau is not having it. He's Mm going to cheer him up if it kills him. And to be honest, it might. I know. He gets hit in the head so many times. I know. Uh, I just have to say, is no, this isn't the part. Never mind. You can say whatever you want. Well, okay. Well, so the part where he like slams the beer stein on his head. Yeah. I think it's when he's talking to the asylum owner. Yeah. Yeah. And then he takes it off and then LeFou says something stupid again. (laughs) And instead of Gaston slamming the beer stein on his head, he just did it himself. Yeah. Why is that one of the funniest things I've ever seen? He's like, no, 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 no. I, I got it. I, I know, know, I know. <sighs> yeah, no, that's great. Yeah. So they're singing finally, this song. Finally, we have a scene where there's drinking. 
Yes. For the children's movie. Yes. Over in the tavern. Yeah. There's always a tavern. There's always drinking. It's always for kids. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, they're singing about how great Gaston is. Mm -hmm. He's really good at uh, spitting. He's good at breaking things with his neck muscles. Yeah. He's got a lot of teeth. His feet are big. I don't know. Yeah. I saw a great meme one time that has Gaston being like, every last inch of me is covered in hair. Oh, and then it just ugh. cut to the beast making like a really bitch face. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, try living like this. I know when we were watching it and he ripped his shirt open, <laughs> Hot Toes and I both went, ugh. <laughs> yeah, it was, mm. <laughs> well, it, he just has like 17 curly Q chest hairs. Yeah. That's not, not even covered in hair. It's just gross. Right. Like, I love chest hair personally. Well, okay. This ain't it. <laughs> I know. And it's like they use like the tiniest, lightest little pencil. Yeah. They're like, you get two chest curls. Right. Maybe yeah. that's, I mean, maybe that's the point is that he's like, he's full and, of I'm so, and it's like, you're not even, not yeah. even that is true, you know, and it's easily provable, but nobody's going to say anything. But okay. But I do want to say he has really nice teeth. <laughs> he does have like, really nice teeth. So nice. I know. It's incredible. It's dental hygiene. <laughs> The way you're looking at me. <laughs> well, sorry, I don't have cartoon teeth. <laughs> me Hot too. Is like, I wish I could have those teeth, but like in a jar, not yeah. like in my face. Yeah. <sighs> On a necklace. Yeah. Oh, that would be nice. Yeah. So anyway, it doesn't take very long. Gasson's like, you're right. I am the greatest dude in town and starts joining into the song. But then the song gets interrupted by Maurice, who comes in begging for help. And he's like, a beast has Bell locked up in a dungeon. And they immediately just start making fun of him. And toss him out in the snow. Yeah. Okay. Sure. He's a weird dude. He likes to invent stuff. Right. But like, aren't you a little worried that something might have happened to Belle? Yeah. Like, like maybe not she? a beast, but let's go make sure she's okay. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know. Does he have a history of crying wolf? Crying beast? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It, yeah. They just immediately dismiss him. It's like they're not even listening. I mean, they but they do. You know, they're like, who has locked up and he's like a terrible beast and they're like oh that's dumb get out <laughs> she's just at home reading books come on we all know yeah yeah so they come up with a plan Gaston and Lafeu while uh they're singing the song some more they're yeah gonna get him locked up for being crazy yeah I do like this line because Gaston says Lafeu I'm afraid I've been thinking and Lefou's like, a dangerous pastime. And Gaston goes, I know. <laughs> Everyone's like, I, my ideas are terrible. But hear me out. But listen. This one might be good. So, and then we see Maurice just wandering around in the snow. Will no one help me? <laughs> Who are you talking to? They're all in the tavern. Go home. Back at the castle. Mrs. Potts is at the door of Belle's room. And just comes in. It's like, I thought you might want some tea. You know, it's you've been through a terrible ordeal. And it's really cold in this castle. And it might be comforting. And yeah. Bella's just taking all of this in stride. She's like, this teapot is talking to me. This wardrobe is talking to me. It's fine. It's because she's been reading books. Yeah. You know, she's got a healthy imagination and she's been thinking. That's just true. And I mean, they all are really nice, except for the beast. So yeah, there are worse fates. Yeah. Everybody tells her that she's really brave for taking her father's place. And Mrs. Potts is like, you know, I know that you're worried, but don't don't worry. Everything's going to be okay. And the wardrobe is all excited because, you know, she has a girl to dress. She's probably just been collecting dust. Yeah, she's full of moths. Yeah. And that was so funny when she opened her chest and then she's like, oh, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> so good. But Belle is like, 
thanks, but no thanks. I'm not going to dinner. How could I possibly be hungry right now? Yeah. I don't eat anyway. It's true. She does not. She drinks one sip of tea. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> as she's drinking out of Chip, he's just talking. Yeah. And I'm like, that would be so weird. Yeah. If you took a sip and your cup was like, hey, mom. <laughs> <laughs> I told you she was really pretty. <laughs> I was like, God, I am more than just ah, throws this cup. I've had it. Now your name is Two Chips. Oh, no. Ah, Two Chips. <laughs> no, never mind. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was going to say, now he can start a rap career. Oh, yeah. Tupac. I get- two Chains. Two Chips. Two Chips. So anyway, the beast is down by the fireplace. <laughs> He's pacing. He's mad because Belle isn't there. But Lumiere is like, Maybe because you keep yelling at her. But then he's like, hey, have you given any thought to the fact that maybe this could be the girl to break the spell? And he's like, obviously. But Mrs. Potts is like, we can't. Because Lumiere's like, we'll be human again by midnight. You know, you guys just fall in love. Bam. He's like, I do it all the time. (laughs) Fall in love immediately. Every feather duster that walks by. Yeah. That's my girlfriend now. Yeah. But Mrs. Potts is like, no, it, it takes more time. You know, you can't just like be breaking spells like that. But the beast doesn't have any hope that it's going to work out. And Mrs. Potts starts, you know, getting in his face. She's like, not with that fucking attitude. <laughs> Get it together. Man. Yeah. Look at you. Yeah. Not only are you ugly, but you're also ugly. Yeah. <laughs> like, you need something. Yeah. Inside and out. You're all hunched over and you yell all the time and you smash everything. Yeah. Like, you got to be kind and gentle and confident and also control your damn temper. Good luck. Right. But then Cogsworth comes in and is like, um, yes, uh, about that, uh, Belle's not, not gonna be at dinner. Right. And so. So he runs upstairs to yell at her, mm-hmm. immediately forgetting all of the advice about his temper. Mm-hmm. And he's outside her door and Lumiere and Cogsworth and Mrs. Potts are there being like, all right, like, okay, we understand that you're upset, but like, let's rein it in. Right. You know, just say please. Right. And he, like, points at the door every time she says something. He's like, see? She's being difficult. She won't do exactly what I say when I say it. Right. So he finally just gets super mad. He's like, if she doesn't eat with me, she doesn't eat at all. And then storms off to his room. And there we see all of his furniture is smashed, which is tight. But he grabs his magic mirror and he's like, show me the girl. And we see her, she's in her room, and she's like, I never want to get to know him. I don't have, I don't want anything to do with him. And he's like, yeah, how how could she ever love me? I'm a terrible monster. It's not going to work. They met 45 seconds ago. Yep. And then you yelled at her for 38 of those seconds. So, yeah. And also, he calls her the girl, like, a couple times. And then he starts calling her Belle. But we never actually see them get introduced. Yeah. So for a while, I was like, does he even know her name? Yeah. He's like, oh, I hope she falls in love with me. What you know? What's what's her name? You know, uh, <laughs> whatever. Girl. Yeah. Hopefully, does he does he call her by her name? Because yeah. I read somewhere that maybe it's besides the beast, the only like person in the castle that calls her Belle is Chip. Yeah. No, he does at one point because I said it out loud. I was like, oh, okay. I like I made a note of it. He's like opening a door for her. It's when he shows her the library. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, good. I'm glad that he knows her name. <laughs> eventually eventually well to be fair it only is it's about three days long this whole movie so yeah that doesn't take that long true so later uh we see Belle leaving her room to head down to the kitchen i guess she d- is hungry and 
Lumiere is not at his post. He is busy flirting with a feather duster. Yeah. In another overly aggressive moment. Yeah. Because the feather duster is saying no. Yeah. But she's giggling. I know, but I just... I have been burned by you before. For a kid's movie... That's what she said. That was a really good accent. <laughs> oh, thank you. For a kid's movie, like, let's just not do that. Yeah. You know, like, we don't, necessary. we can't, I'm not trying to teach subtext to eight-year-olds. Yeah. Yeah. Like, ugh. Yeah. It, it would have been way easier to make her, like, just into it. Yeah. yeah. It had, like, Peppy Le Pew energy. Mm-hmm. Very much. Yeah. 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 Good point. Anyway. Yeah, Lumiere sees that she's gone down the hall and he says, Zoot alors, she has emerged, which my mom used to say to me sometimes <laughs> when I came out of my room. That's Not cute. like, yeah, like in a cute way. I yeah. never was annoyed by it. You know, some parents are like, well, look who's decided to join us. It wasn't like that. Yeah. She just, it was just sweet. liked quoting movies. Yeah. So Lumiere takes off after her mm. down the hall. <laughs> and then we're down in the kitchen and we see that the stove is really cranky because he's like, I made a whole dinner and nobody ate it. Yeah. What the fuck? I yeah. slaved over myself all day. <laughs> I've been stuck in this room with myself. Yeah, it's hot in here. But Mrs. Potts is like, you know what? We've all had a long day, so I don't want to hear it. But then Belle comes in and says that she is hungry. So Mrs. Potts and the other China spring into action. Yeah, which is where we get a really interesting part of this enchantment that some of the things have a face and a name and a personality and some of them are just plates. But I guess it's like, Okay, I turned all the people who work here yeah. slash live here into appliances and then also made alive the actual plates and the forks and stuff. Yeah, so the the china that was already in the house is enchanted, but it is not self-aware. Right. Uh, okay, <laughs> that kind of answers my question about the issue with the furniture in this entire plot. Yes, I had never thought about that before. How you were like, this bed is totally broken. Hopefully it wasn't alive but also you don't want to lay down on a bed that's like hey yeah. did you have a good day do you want me to well i don't want to drink know, out of a it... cup that says i'm pretty either why not <laughs> i really do nice. yeah yeah he's <laughs> 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 <It's> so sweet <laughs> so what yeah cogsworth is there and is trying to keep everybody calm because he's like listen we can't make too much noise we can't make the master mad he said that bell isn't supposed to eat unless they're together right and Cogsworth is being a real Enneagram one about the whole situation. <laughs> and he's like, okay, fine. She can have some bread and water, but like, let's keep it low key. Yeah. Glass of water, crust of bread. <laughs> <laughs> but Lumiere's like, listen, she's not a prisoner. She's our guest. She lives here forever now. She's yeah. our friend. Yeah. You know, so we'll have some real food. A little music. Yeah. And, you know, we'll be on our way. Right. Cogsworth is like, okay, but wait a minute. <laughs> But it's too late because the music has started. This is when I was like, Cogsworth and Lumiere have big Bob the Tomato, Larry the Cucumber from VeggieTales <laughs> yes. energy. Cogsworth is like, well, let's have an important discussion. And Lumiere's like, oh, where is my hairbrush? <laughs> where, where, is, where is my hairbrush? I wanted to talk to him because he also is alive. <laughs> We were having a discussion earlier. Anyway, the song is just fucking great. It's it just, really is. It's so, so good. I know. It's just great. But um, this is this is where I was like, there are so many words in this song. Yes. <laughs> it's just a lot. But it, it's it's really good. And then like Mrs. Potts is in it and she sounds so excited. Like her voice is cracking a little bit because she's just like so jazzed to have somebody there. 
and like I fucking love Jerry Orbach because he's just such a serious dude who's on fucking yeah. Law and Order and he's on Murder She Wrote and the fact that like Angela Lansbury and Jerry Orbach are friends and they're in this movie together that they're always on Murder She Wrote too. I'm just like Ugh. this whole I didn't cry but I came very close. Apparently <laughs> they're just like we gotta go solve some crimes. I mean be appliances. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, this song was originally supposed to be sung to Maurice when he gets to the castle. Oh. But then they were like, why are we wasting this really great scene on such a minor character? Yeah. And so they moved it around so that oh. they sing it to Belle instead, which is, makes sense. Like, yeah. it would be way too big to have, like, Maurice come in and they do this song and then Belle gets there and they're like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. They're like- yeah, they're just, like, sit around and, like, twiddle their little appliance thumbs <laughs> with Belle there. Yeah. Like, like, we already sang a song. We're a little tired from the... No, should, I mean, we could do it better. Take it again from the top. We, they should just have the song twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Once more with feeling. Yeah. <laughs> so dinner is done, I guess. They may, again, they, there's all this food and she eats nothing. She just, the dishes are just running past her yeah. in the song and she just sticks her finger in some of them and she's like, okay, I'm good. Yeah, that's plenty of food. Yeah. Whew, I'm stuffed. Yeah. But they're like, okay, get back in bed. And she's like, no, I couldn't possibly go to sleep. I'm too excited. Yeah. I want a tour of the castle. And Cogsworth's like, absolutely not. But she's like, come on. You would give the best tour because I know you know everything about this castle. And he's like, well, actually, I do. Yeah. So they start a very boring tour of the castle where Cogsworth is explaining all of the architecture and what period each piece of marble came from i don't fucking know yeah but she sees the west wing she's like oh what's up here and they're like the west wing uh nothing yeah don't go there Mm -hmm. she's like well which is it there's nothing up there or i'm not supposed to go up there it's like it can be both girl it's none of your business there's a whole giant ass castle yeah they almost distract her because they're like we have a library and she's like "Ooh, look she's genuinely interested and they're like they they latch on to this and they're like yeah there's so many books more books than you could ever read in your lifetime yeah and they get excited and go hopping off down the hallway to show her but they don't realize that she's not following them and she goes to the west wing yeah why <sighs> i don't know <laughs> like there is a whole castle there is a scary man up there yeah like she knows that's what's up there yeah why you gotta go poking around <sighs> it's just in her nature i don't think she's actually afraid of the beast no i mean no i mean her first like interaction with him is that was really fucking rude of you to not let me say goodbye she yells at him yeah and then she has this like weird little like covert sexual awakening when she looks at him yeah so this is like a little sexual game for her yeah that's what it is she's like i gotta go see him again ew if he gets mad whatever it's not my fault How dare you? <laughs> All right, so it's spooky up there. There's a lot of trashed furniture that we hope was never alive at any point, and a lot of upset gargoyles, <laughs> lots of yeah. statues that are mad. And she goes just like straight into the beast's room. Mm-hmm. She's not like, oh, I wonder what's in the West Wing. She's like, where the hell does this guy live? Yeah, the door handles are a beast's face, and she's like, perfect, found it. Like, she's on a mission. Does that mean before the castle was cursed, it was just. <laughs> Adam's face. <laughs> just his face. Just grab his little nose to open the door. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> but yeah, so she sees like a portrait that's all slashed and ripped up, and she tries to put it back together. But then she is distracted by this pink glowing, and she looks over, and there's a beautiful rose under like a like bell jar. Yeah. And she uh, 
Wait, a cloche. A cloche. Isn't a cloche just for food? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I thought it was for enchanted roses this and might be food. a cloche. I don't know. I thought you the bell jar was a book by Sylvia Plath. I mean, it is. Oh. But is that not... <laughs> she didn't... I don't think she invented the term. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so anyway, whatever. Regardless of what you call I'm just it. here to be funny. I don't know anything. Belle picks it up and she almost goes to like touch this rose immediately. And it's like, girl... Why? Mind mind your business. Yeah. A man is entitled to his secrets. But also, like, what about this says to you, I should touch it? Like, to me, I'm like... It's enchanting. This looks cursed. Yeah. This looks bad. Something bad's gonna happen to me. She wanted adventure. She's in a fucking cursed castle. It's enchanting. She's like, look at this glowy floating rose. I should probably fucking poke it and see what happens. Yeah, maybe She wants to get in trouble. Yeah, that, that, that sounds the most right, honestly. But the beast stops her and catches her and yells at her, which after the three-year-old watched this movie, he would just sometimes randomly go, do you realize what you could have done? <laughs> which is really funny. <laughs> what a good line to just to latch throw on out to. sometimes. I know. Yeah, he does. It's really good. Does he always use it appropriately or just randomly? Sometimes for no reason. Sometimes it's the only thing that he said. <laughs> I love that. He's just not talking and then he just says that. But... He yells at her to get out. And so she does right out the front door. And like, you know, Lumiere and Cogsworth are like, wait, 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 he didn't mean it. You know, like, don't go. But she's like, I can't stay here another minute. She goes out into the yard. She hops on Philippe, who I guess was just waiting by the door. Yeah, she gave him that 20 bucks. And goes home. Like, that was always an option? Yeah. Like, you could just go? It's literally just her word keeping her there in exchange for her father. But it's like, don't come back. (laughs) yeah like what why well it's also like you went and poked around in his business and then he got mad and you were like meh yeah oh i did the thing he asked me not to do meh like yeah okay god you're rude they're both rude they are rude it's true they deserve each other (laughs) (laughs) actually yes that's my conclusion now (laughs) they deserve each other so she takes off through the woods but she doesn't get very far before she is attacked by wolves because nobody comes through this woods and these wolves are fucking hungry. And again, Philippe, Philippe's like immediate defense mechanism is get rid of this bitch. Yeah. Like, who's on my back? Get off of me. <laughs> Gotta <laughs> be lighter. Yes. I love you, but survival of the fittest here. But so she gets thrown. He gets all caught up in a tree. And it looks really dire because Belle just has a little stick that she's going to defend herself and Philippe from these wolves with. But then the beast yeah. shows up. Yeah, of course he does. Chucking wolves left. He runs fast, though, because, I mean, she was tearing ass through the woods. Yeah. And then they didn't, I mean, they they also fell in some water and they had to swim through it. And he still shows up. Yeah. Poor Philippe. I was like, oh, no, it's about to be a swamp of sadness moment. Oh, I know. Yeah. No, they made it out of the freezing water, but the beast was probably following them the whole time. Yeah, I guess so. Either that or they went, they were like following the road and he was like, you literally chose this go boop. Like a little shortcut yeah. around the lake. Philippe is actually just really bad at directions. <laughs> it really is his fault. Maurice was <laughs> right to blame him. He's hungry. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> he can't focus. I can't. No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so the beast fights off all the wolves, but not before receiving some nasty bites. And Belle, we see, she thinks about just hopping on her horse and hightailing it out of there. She's just yeah. like, well, sucks to suck. But then she's just, she can't do it. No. She knows so. there are more wolves. Yeah. <laughs> also, I would like to just point out that this is the second time she has made a choice. 
in the whole situation. So she chose to leave the first time. And yeah. she was allowed to leave. And she was allowed to leave. Yeah. And then she chose to go back with him after he was injured. Well, he if she leaves him in the woods, he's going to die. Yeah, but that would be fair, right? Because he kidnapped her dad and her, mm-hmm. essentially. Mm-hmm. And he was really mean. That's true. But also now she knows she can leave. So it's like, well, I'll go back, but I always have the yeah. option of leaving. Yeah, yeah that's true. Bad. She probably felt more comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but this also made me question, like, is she endeared to him in this moment because he saved her? And did he save her because he cares about her or because he needs her to break the curse? Yeah. You know, like, does he care about her as a person or is he just like, shit, this is the only woman that I am aware of. <laughs> He actually, he <laughs> followed her because he was like, I'm not done with this argument, actually. I have more to say. <laughs> and then he was like, well, oh, wolves. Yeah. I don't know. We don't know what, what his motivation for going. Because he could have just, yeah, let her go. Uh-oh, wolves. <laughs> <laughs> don't know. But Me neither. All I know is Philippe deserves an Oscar because she throws the beast on his back. I know. And How he does... carries him back to the castle again. Yeah. yeah. Poor Philippe. I know. No one gave him a single carrot. <laughs> no. Well, he does get to go inside the castle this time. Oh, like okay. in the grounds and yeah. stuff. So hopefully he got a fucking snack at some point. Yeah. Anyway, we're back at the tavern. Yeah. Gaston and LeFou are talking to just an animated corpse wearing <laughs> red eyeliner. And this guy is two steps from death's door. I know. I didn't remember this part at all. Yeah. I was like, where did he come from? He's just... Uh... I mean, I assume he's always been there. <laughs> didn't they didn't add him in 25 years later yeah but (laughs) just to throw you off i was like i don't i didn't remember this part yeah it's it's really strange because gaston is giving him money and saying you know he's he's okay this guy's name is monsieur dark yeah d apostrophe a r q u e real subtle don't go see dr ecula But he runs the local asylum and Gaston is like, I want you to lock up Maurice. And he's like, well, we don't. We only lock up crazy people. And Maurice is harmless. Like he tries to protest for two seconds. Yeah. Gaston's like, what if I gave you a bunch of money? And he's like, I'm in. I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He just, he wanted a, it's like on last podcast where they always talk about serials. Serial killers give themselves like allowances. Yeah. And so he's just like. I really want to be evil, but like I have no reason. Right. And then Gaston's like, money? He's like, done. That's all I needed. Yep. I'm ready. Yeah. I know, obviously, this isn't the point, but like if you have that much money, Gaston, you could just offer to like take care of her dad. Yeah. You could like buy her stuff. You could get her dad some tools. Right. You could win her over. Right. Yeah. That could have just been the plan. Like when he first shows up and being like, picture it, you running around taking care of the kids, you know, and me and your dad out in the garage doing whatever he does. Yeah. That would have that would have gone a long way to sway her, I think. Or like buy her some fucking books. I don't know. Like if you have money, why you got to be nefarious about it? Right. Because he just doesn't care about anyone but himself. I guess. And so his thoughts don't go past what does Gaston want? I mean, guess. all the beast had to do is just throw a wolf across the woods. Well, yeah. And then she was like, okay, you're cool. Yeah. <laughs> and but, Gaston yeah. could have just like read a book. Right. And then she would have been like, oh, okay. All right. Maybe you're not so bad. <laughs> I know. But again, so, well, that's why she ends up with the beast and not Gaston because, you know. Yeah. He's doing the minimum. So anyway, speaking of Maurice, 
he is we see him in his house packing up all his little stuff and he's like if nobody's gonna help me i'm gonna go i'll go get her myself which i mean did this is this the same night that he was like wandering out around in the snow being it's still dark well i don't know so i imagine this all took place in the same within a couple hours you know of him being like is this all the same the first night basically when she gets there yeah because yeah because she has the dinner yeah and then goes wandering and then runs out yeah so it is it's all the same night yeah because yeah so i mean at least maurice wastes absolutely no time you know he's like nobody's gonna help me i'll go do it myself and he takes off he puts a sock in his back pocket and yep. then it gets caught in the door and it doesn't even make it outside. And I don't know why. I just thought that was so funny. <laughs> well, like, yeah, he's packing like blueprints. He's like, I got my compass. Yeah. You know. not And not like a directional compass. Like, no, a, no, no. I need to draw a circle compass. Yeah. yeah. Is that a protractor? I don't fucking Maybe. Know. I don't yeah. remember. It. I'm but a anyway. hairdresser. Right. Truly. What if I got out a protractor to cut someone's hair? <laughs> I, just to measure I could 100% angle see you do that. Of their blunt bob. Yeah. You know. Make sure it's straight. So he's he's like, I'm going. Puts on his hat, takes off in search of her. And right in the nick of time, because the asylum guy and Gaston and LeFou have all shown up to collect him. Yeah. But he's not home. No, he's on a mission. Yep. And LeFou is like, well, I guess he'll have to marry me instead. But I mean, what? <laughs> but Gaston tosses him in a snowbank and says, uh, let us know when someone shows up. Yeah. This is the point which I had never thought about it before, but, you know, like... Ha- happens with a lot of these movies where i'm not really approaching it with a critical eye i mean like you were saying about gaston there's no reason why bell and the obviously they're at odds right now but there's no reason why they couldn't have just gone and gotten maurice and been like why don't you both just live here yeah forever there's he plenty of room so down yeah yeah it just made things way easier i know well the beast doesn't want anyone around yeah but he's already met him you know yeah it's like well he already knows i'm a big scary weirdo yeah so it's fine Anyway, they don't do that. So we're back at the castle, and it's finally the next day. Let's go back to the castle. <laughs> Bella's wandering around the grounds with her horse, and she looks a little sad, but the footstool dog is, like, jumping up on her and barking, and she's like, you're so cute and soft, and I don't know which end is your face and which end is your butt, because it all looks the same. <laughs> do and you think when these people were all furniture, they're like, you know, it's kind of tight. I don't ever have to pee or poop again. Yeah, I don't And then they turn hungry. back into humans, and they're like, shit yeah literally they have so much backed up (laughs) they turn into humans and like the realistic version is they just shit and piss themselves (laughs) immediately for 10 years years. oh my god wait a second this has been for 10 years we'll get to it we're getting to it okay we'll we'll come back to it so (laughs) the beast yeah the beast is standing up on his balcony and he's saying you know, I've never felt this way about anyone before. And it's like, yeah, man, it's called basic human decency. Well, when's the last time you even talked to something that wasn't furniture trade? I don't know. <laughs> we, we'll get into that. We'll, yeah. we'll come back to it. But like, congratulate, like, I don't know. So yeah. he says, I want to give Belle something. And Cogsworth is like, well, there's always the usual things. Flowers, chocolates, promises you don't intend to keep. <laughs> which i fucking love that line so apparently funny. it was ad-libbed by david ogden sears which just makes me really happy i love yeah. when people are like hey i got my own jokes but lumiere is like no shut up you have to give her something big and i know just the thing yeah and so he takes her to the library yeah which <laughs> i just realized 
is a stupid present. Yeah, because it's already in the house. It's already there. She's already trapped there. She knows it exists. She Yeah, she hasn't looked at it yet, I guess. But yeah, she's heard of it. But he had told her yesterday, you can go anywhere in the castle that you want. We yeah. The library is not in the West Wing. So it's not even like, oh, I'll allow you into this one part of it. You can go anywhere but the West Wing. Okay, well, you know where I'm going first. The West Wing. <laughs> right. Yeah. But the library is on a different part because yeah. Lumiere and Cox will try to get her to go there. So literally, basically what he does is open a door for her. Yep. And he calls her Belle. Yeah. That's two nice things that he did. <laughs> he learned her name. But so if this is the timeline, then yeah. So he calls her Belle the second day yeah. that she's there. She just got there the night before. Sure. And, you know, they fought most of that time. So it, it's not like it takes too long. Anyway, she's really excited about it. It's really cute. He's excited to give it to her, to show yeah. it to her. She's excited to be there. I mean, this library is fucking five stories tall. Like, it's yeah. wild. How do you More get books. to the top? There's big ladders, which look really fucking dangerous. Tight. But they're holding hands, and that makes Lumiere and Cogsworth and Mrs. Potts all really happy and hopeful. Yeah, they're holding paws. So it's song time. Because the beast is learning to be a person again. <laughs> Cute little song. Yes, she teaches him how to feed the birds, all while Bill is realizing that she is indeed a monster fucker. Yeah, she's like, no, I'm, I'm in. This is fine. There's no way that dude does not have a Klingon dick. <laughs> Which is what exactly? Are you gonna Google it? No, 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 oh, no, no. You get to tell me. <laughs> um, I, I mean, they've never shown a. I'll Google it. Okay. They've never shown a Klingon dick, obviously, mm-hmm. in any uh, official Star Trek. Oh, uh-huh. you know there's someone that's done it. But there are people who have made condoms for Klingon dicks. Interesting. Yeah, they're just... I mean, imagine a Klingon forehead. <laughs> Wait, why do you know this? What a Klingon forehead looks like? No. That's pretty obvious. About the condoms. About the condoms. <laughs> oh, because I like Star Trek. Okay, well, if you want to know the breakdown of the beast's anatomy, this might help us know what kind of... What, what, what he's packing. Yeah. He has the mane of a lion, the beard and head structure of a buffalo, the tusks and nose bridge of a wild boar, the heavily muscled brow of a gorilla, the legs and tail of a wolf, and the big and bulky body of a bear. So he's either got like a wolf dick or a bear dick. I hope that's a... Well, I don't actually know. I just hope (laughs) it's not a dog one. Yeah. There's no dogs in there. Well, but wolf. Oh, that's true. Legs and tail of a wolf, but the body of a bear. All right, so which part of the body is the dick on? <laughs> the legs? I mean, it is like leg adjacent, but it's also like on the, it's still it's your torso. torso. Like, hmm. Hmm. Either way. He just doesn't have a dick. He just doesn't have one. That's why he's so mad. He's just like a Ken doll down there. <laughs> yeah. No cash and prizes. It's just fuzzy. Just fuzzy. That's Honestly, that's better. <laughs> that's a better way to think of it. So anyway, so yeah, this scene, this is interesting because you guys did not watch this scene and I did because it got cut. There is a song called Human Again that they all sing about all the things that they're going to do when they're human and how excited they are to be human again. We watched it on Disney Plus and it wasn't on there. Yeah, it's on the DVD. Interesting. Which is where I watched it. So it's kind of dumb. And the reason that we do see it is nice. We see Philippe is in the barn. He's getting brushed. He's oh. getting fed. So he is at least getting a little break. He's nice and warm and cozy. Yes. That is Someone like me complained. I know. And they fixed it. <laughs> um, It's cute because the brush is alive and just like going all over his face. And Aww. Philippe's like, what is happening? <laughs> That's sweet. Yeah. 
but they're it, over the course of the song they're putting his bedroom back together they're fixing the bed they're sweeping up they're hanging the mirrors right like so i guess they anticipate that somebody's gonna be in his room later <laughs> wow uh and bell is reading romeo and juliet to the beast and she finishes it and he says read it again and she says why don't you read it to me and he's like i don't know how to read hmm. and she says well i'll teach you hmm. he says i don't know how to read very well oh okay. and she says well i'll i'll teach you because he starts he starts off he can't he says two and she's like that's two and he's like right 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 two i do that but then he says households and he's fine with that word so i don't know oh but I, I am glad they cut that yeah because as we have discussed before i want our people to be on intellectual even footing yeah i don't like it when one of them is like not that you're dumb if you can't read necessarily but just but it just it changes power dynamic. yeah the the power dynamic if one person is more mature than the other yes yeah For sure and more not even more mature but just more like worldly right right right. Yeah. she just knows way more than he does because she's read all these books right. and she has access to this knowledge and he just doesn't and why has he got this big ass library if he fucking read i'm sure somebody would teach him he well not in this state he's so quanky he's too quanky but i'm glad they cut it the song's kind of dumb and also there's too many songs like this makes it too many songs yeah. the other songs i don't know well now it's bath time yeah which is in the movie yeah the, the version that we watched and he is getting primped mm-hmm. yeah he's taking a bath he's getting his hair curled he's getting a haircut i, I like know, that which... the coat rack is giving him a haircut <laughs> like damn what does that say about me on the coat rack yep glorified coat rack yeah and it probably smells really bad in that room because it, it doesn't seem like he bathes very often he seems very upset by it yeah, yeah which is like are you telling me that he i guess he wouldn't have had time he didn't expect to have visitors the day before yeah so he's probably stanky yeah and she's still into it <laughs> uh-huh. but now and yeah now it's got to smell like wet dog in there but Lumiere is super excited. He's like, all right, tonight's the night. You have to confess your love to her, this woman that you met yesterday. Yes. But honestly, truly, they are running out of time, which the human again scene, we see Cogsworth saying, we've got 12 hours before this rose totally wilts. So Lumiere and them have, you know, an ulterior motive for being like, now is the time. You have to fall in love with her. (laughs) Um, So under other other circumstances they might not have been so aggressive about quick it, fall but. in love go 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 you kiss <laughs> also didn't the enchantress say that the flower would wilt by his 21st birthday yes so this is also the night before his birthday yep also he is so young yes everybody is so young i know how old is bell nah, i don't know probably 16 disgusting I mean, given just, like basic disney lore Let's see. Okay, Google help us. 47. How old is <laughs> in the Beast 1991? I don't care about the Emma Watson version. Ugh. Hot Toads was going to watch that because she was like, I want to watch it because I hate Emma Watson. Well, that's a terrible reason. <laughs> but I didn't have time. So yeah. Emma Watson's safe for now. <laughs> for now. Um, It doesn't say how old she is which is probably probably for the best yeah yeah we don't need to know we're gonna assume that she is also on the eve of her 21st birthday what a coincidence wow how nice huh so cool it was meant to be yeah but bell is meant to beast ready nice (laughs) she's wearing this 
big old yellow dress and her hair is very 90s and they're gonna dance that dress is so pretty and who did it belong to before <laughs> maybe the wardrobe made it yeah there's tons of there's gotta be sewing machines in there and all kinds of stuff that's cool right do they have sewing machines then yeah like oh. manual ones yeah. with your foot like the one that's in my house tight probably i just assumed it was just already there i like the thought that it was made for her that's cute that is cute anyway now they're gonna dance she looks so pretty and he looks so handsome he's got a little low ponytail with a little yeah bow on it. he looks like a little uh revolutionary war lad yeah and so go ahead. we get this nice song that everybody knows beauty and the beast which i learned that Every line in that movie is five syllables, which I'd never thought about it before. Every line in the movie? Or sorry, every line in the song, Beauty and oh. the Beast, five syllables. Oh, Bill is yeah. old as time, tune is old as song. Yeah. True as it can be, every single one, five syllables, which is just impressive, honestly. But apparently, you know, they sent the song to Angela Lansbury and she was like, I can't. That's not, I'm not good enough. Like, I'm not suited. My Aww. voice is not good for this song, you know? Yeah. She's like, I can sing, but not like this kind of thing. And they were like, well, what if you just do a recording or two for us just to have us back up in case something happens? And she's like, they were like, do it however you want, however you see fit. And she was like, okay, fine. She did one recording, which made everybody in the studio cry. Aww. And then that's the one that they put in the song that's or in the so movie. Cute. I know. I, know. I didn't I realize, her. like when I think of the song in my head, I didn't realize it was just her singing. Yeah. And that makes it like a lot sweeter for some reason. It's not like this big like production like be our guest is. It's like just her. Yeah. Almost like just thinking to herself about it. Yeah. You know, it's sweet. I know. It really is. And so while that's happening, they have dinner for two seconds, but then Belle gets up and grabs him and is like, no, we're going to dance because I can only eat 37 calories a day and I already sniffed a muffin this morning <laughs> on the edge of my cal- caloric intake. Let's go. And so they all go dance. <laughs> Even the naked ceiling babies are watching them dance, oh. pointing. Why? Why? <laughs> Why do they move around? Enchanted ceiling. God, you guys. That's but that's unacceptable. We've been here twenty four hours. I don't understand how you're not getting this concept <laughs> right now. Listen, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it is weird to like focus on the babies for as long as they do. Yeah, that, that's the only thing that makes yeah. it weird. I get the enchanted ceiling, but it's like stare at these babies look at their butts for like 15 <laughs> seconds just too long yeah anyway seems to be going you know pretty well it's going well he's a really good dancer i mean he yeah. can't hold a spoon okay but okay but he needs a bigger spoon that's true i i need to revisit this enchanted ceiling i'm not done yet oh no so <laughs> if you're gonna have a ceiling being ch- be enchanted turn it into a night sky yeah or like shooting stars or yeah. the northern lights sure or you know, why naked babies making weird faces? Actually, no, that's well, fair because everything else gets turned evil. And yeah. this isn't. Like all the other decor, like the creepy gargoyles and, you know, everything else. Yeah. This should this shouldn't be <laughs> Northern Lights. It should be, like, be creepy and scary. Like a Francisco Goya painting. Is that the guy who's like paints the really gross shit? Yeah, yeah. It should be Saturn devouring his son up yeah, there. Yeah, okay. Just yeah. blood and guts. <laughs> Yeah. You're just dancing like you look up. Oh, oh god. <laughs> just let's go outside. I know it's five degrees, but maybe some fresh air would be nice. Oh my god. Yes. Anyway. But yes, you know what? He cannot use a spoon. Just get him a bigger one. Like, come I, on. No, give this man a ladle. Look at his paws. I know. 
it's not his fault. The physics. They're just not there. Yeah, you can't judge a fish by how well it climbs a tree. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> For being a beast guy, he's doing fine. I know. And like, honestly, I mean, things seem to be going well. Everybody is really excited that they seem to be falling in love. They're having a good time. Doesn't seem awkward. You know, they're just like, wow, this is actually really nice. We're yeah, they're hanging out. I was like, man, like having a non-enchanted castle is going to suck because, I mean, for one thing, like the door opens by itself, you yeah. know, and everything looks nice. Lumiere <laughs> just whispers to the candelabras like, hey, bring the lights down and yeah. they all do, you know, they don't have to go around doing it themselves. But also, kind of like you were saying, this place is about to be crawling with people again. Yeah. Who need things like their own bedrooms or like to go to the bathroom or to eat food and they're going to get colds and have baby. Like, yeah, it's going to be so loud in there. I know. And I just realized how funny it's going to be because how long will it take them to get used to the doors not opening by themselves? <laughs> just walk into the door. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I do think uh, you really love when people run into doors. That's funny. I've <laughs> That's your favorite type of comedy. <laughs> I found this compilation on YouTube the other night of somebody going around holding doors open for people, yeah, but not wide enough. <laughs> the way they were just laying there laughing for so long at this. It's the people didn't say anything. They were just trying to squeeze through. Yeah, like, uh, oh, I know, social constructs. It's like, well... You want to know which one really got Bucket Snake? What? Is when they were holding the automatic door open <laughs> for people. It's just a guy standing outside the automatic door like... I'm <laughs> waiting for people to come in. <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, oh my god. Okay. Sorry, anyway. Anyway, although I was thinking like for the prince, these things probably felt like they did... They did it automatically anyway. Yeah. He's not down there washing dishes. He's not opening doors for himself. Somebody is opening the door right. anyway. So life's yeah. not going to change very much for him. That's true. But for everybody else, like, to be like, oh, that's right. I forgot I fucking hate that guy. <laughs> now yeah. he takes up so much more space. Yeah. Yeesh. But anyway, they head out to the balcony. And it seems to be a lovely night, which is nice because we know that there is snow on the ground. We saw it this morning. Well, maybe, you know, maybe France is a lot like here where we live. Yeah. Where it's going to be 75 today and 34 tonight. <laughs> they're also, they're high up, so it's warmer I up I there. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't know how the earth works. That's fine. But also, <laughs> Maurice left the night before, right? So is he wandering around in the woods? Again? He's still lost? Yes. Luckily, just... the beast killed every wolf in the woods. This is true. This is a safe passage now, except for those pesky bats. Yeah. I, I don't know. But anyway. He's in Spain. Yeah. Wandering just... around saying, I know it's here somewhere. It's got to be close by. But so they sit down and Belle is like messing with her dress. And the beast asks if she's happy. And she's like, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. 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 I totally. <laughs> I just wish I could see my dad one last time. And the beast is like, well, let's just go get him and have him move into this giant castle. Because by this point, he knows that he loves her. So, I mean, they're attached, you know. Yeah. Your dad's a package deal. Yeah, let's just go. Let's just move him in. No, just kidding. He says, well, you can just look at him through yeah. my magic mirror because he takes her very literally. She's like, I just wish I could look at him. <laughs> <laughs> what a what a man move. 
happy to I have a picture of him. Would you like to see? I have his mugshot from when I put him in the dungeon. I would have thrown that fucking mirror at his face. So they go look at the magic mirror. Yeah. And we see Maurice is uh just laying in the woods. <laughs> yep. Coughing. Just yeah, laying there. He looks rough. He does, and he's all alone and you know, Belle's like, he's sick, maybe dying. Yeah. And Beast looks at the rose, knows that he is almost out of time. Yep. And then looks back at Belle and is like, then you should go get him. Right. And you're free. Yeah. Like, I won't come after you. Just go. Yeah. You're no longer my prisoner. Which, you know, that's nice. But as we have already seen, she can just leave. Yep. <laughs> Could have done that anytime. Yeah. She tries to give him the mirror back, but he says, no, just keep it that way that you can remember me. Yeah. Like, you can just come back. But anyway. And she thanks him for being understanding and she goes and puts back her you know, peasant dress back on. Mm-hmm. And Cogsworth comes in assuming that things have gone well and is like, great job, buddy. Yeah. You're doing so good. And the beast is like, well, actually, she just left, so. Yep, I let her go. And he says, but, but, but why? He says, because I love her. When you love something, you let it go. Yeah. Which I think that's really sweet. It's very I sweet. I think it was very mature and very, like, selfless of him. Sort of. Except for what about everybody else in the castle? Everybody else. Because if he stays a beast, everyone in the castle also stays furniture. Oh. He made that decision for everyone. Yeah. True. So he is being selfless uh, yeah. on Belle's part, but he's not thinking about all the other people that it affects. True. So then, yeah. So is it the greater good or the, I mean, the he's just, individual? He's thinking about someone else for once but it's yeah. still selfish i guess because it's linked to how he feels right yeah okay. it's, yeah it's ruining he's not thinking about a lot of people he's thinking about one other person which is nice but yeah he could have at least been like hey before you go you should know that i love you yeah true hopefully you'll come back but he doesn't think that you far should ahead know that i love you and how do you feel about <laughs> me <laughs> say it say it into the rose please <laughs> please speak into the rose but so Belle takes off. She finds Maurice dead in the snow. Just kidding. He's alive. And she takes him home. <laughs> which is like, this means that Maurice was not even halfway to the castle. Because if he had made it most of the way, she would have just taken him back to the castle. Because that would have been closer. Right. So he got about 10 feet into the woods yes. and was like, I don't know, man. I'm old. <laughs> He's like, uh, here is fine. <laughs> Actually. He's like, I- I'd already kind of given up in the dungeon. Yeah. Also, it was rude of Belle, knowing that she was going to live in this castle for the rest of her life, not to, like, send Philippe home to Maurice, where he could, oh, like, yeah. use a horse. Yeah, for sure. Around the house. You know, she was like, no, he's staying with me for fun. Whatever. Rude. They get home. Yeah. Belle drags her dad inside. A not-at-all-suspicious-looking snowman goes, oh, they're home, and goes running off to tell Gaston. I love that it's a snowman, but just with little human hands sticking out. Yeah, he's holding sticks. Yeah. In his hands that are sticking out. It's very cute. And he's blue. Yep. Poor little guy. So Maurice is super happy to be home and to see Belle, but he doesn't understand how she escaped. And Belle's like, listen, you know, the beast let me go. He's he's changed now. Yeah. And we learn that Chip has hidden in her bag and come with her. Yeah. Because he saw that she was about to leave. And so he like ran and jumped in her little bag. Yes. And this is, there are not very many, like, times in my life where I distinctly remembering learning a word and what it meant, but mm-hmm. I remember learning that this is, like, learning the word stowaway from this oh. scene. She's like, oh, a stowaway. Hmm. 
That's cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Chip is like, why would you leave? Don't you like us? Yeah. And she starts to be like, well, of course I do. It's just, but then there's a knock at the door. Oh, who is it? It's Monsieur, Monsieur Dark. Dark. <laughs> Dark. You gotta say all the letters. Monsieur Dark. With the rest of the town. Yeah, with pitchforks and torches. Right. It's one little old man. Like, calm down. Yeah. They're but anticipating a problem? I guess. He says he's there to collect Maurice and shows her the cart. Yep. For the Asylum de Lunes. Yep. <laughs> Which is just i know you know it's probably like back in the old days when people would show up to a hanging even yeah. though it was terrible because they were like something to do yeah and also it's not me oh yeah so that's cool because they bring their kids i know crazy yeah people just like to watch yep well they're like we're going we can't leave the kids at home because they're babies and i can't get a sitter this short notice so just take <laughs> the them with sitter us, is at the thing too also yes yeah so bella's like listen my dad isn't crazy but LeFou gets everybody all, you know, worked up and is like, we all heard him say that there was a beast. Yeah. I know we were all drunk at the tavern singing about how much we want to suck Gaston's dick. But don't you remember <laughs> that he said the word beast and now he has to go away? Yeah, he's crazy. And Bella's like, Gaston, please, what what is happening? You have to stop this. And Gaston's like, I mean, yeah, I could probably do something, but uh, you got to marry me. Right. And she says... <laughs> And no, thank you. And no, thank you. I will figure it out myself. She's like, no, no. My dad's not crazy. I can prove it. I can show you the beast. So she runs inside. She gets the magic mirror and she says, show me the beast. Which I'm like, do you not know his name? This In this moment, I could argue, you know, she's like, I don't want any confusion. I don't want to have to explain to this crowd who I'm talking about. Just show me the beast so that everybody knows this yeah, is what we're talking about. The beast. Right. Trademark. <laughs> Or maybe she thinks the mirror doesn't know what his name is. That, I don't know. That could also be a possibility. But anyway, the mirror shows the beast, which is really bad timing because he's very upset and he is roaring and shouting and showing all of his very pointy teeth. He's he's sad. He's very sad. Yeah. This is what I do when I'm sad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like Are you a Wookiee? What now? <laughs> yeah. Huh. Huh. <laughs> You've seen it, you know. Yeah, <laughs> true. <laughs> you just didn't know that that's what was happening. <laughs> anyway, the mirror does show the beast, and luckily he is not pooping. He's just sad, and she tries to explain. You know, I know that he looks mean, but it, this is just a sad face. He's just crying. Yeah, he's actually very nice. Yeah, he doesn't he, have tear ducts. He fed a bird. You know, he fed a bird. He, the birds landed on him. The birds landed on him. Come on, and Gaston skips no beats he's like oh magic mirror oh giant beast cool i can work with this yeah still gonna get what i want yeah his he's like let me bypass all of these regular emotions and go straight to jealousy yeah because he's like if i didn't know any better i'd say you had feelings for this monster like i just that's that's the most prevalent feeling in his brain it's just like what the fuck oh you said he's nice why you want to fuck him don't get yeah what magic mirror i don't care what a man move truly that's just your <laughs> what you're here to point out. Yeah. But Belle counters, she's, he's not a monster, Gaston. You are. Well, to be fair, Gassy does show his teeth way more than the beast. <laughs> Gassy, yes. I cannot handle that. <laughs> you know LeFou tried to make that like a thing. Yeah. And hey, he was Gassy. like, absolutely not. <laughs> he punched him a couple times in the head and now he doesn't do that anymore. That's why he's so short, probably. They've been friends for a long time. 
Yeah, he just leans on him. No, he just beat the shit like out of him post. and he stopped growing. That too. Stunned all of his growth. Anyway, Gaston's like, well, gotta guess, this, guess, guess I gotta kill this beast. Yeah. So, uh, conveniently, there's already an angry mob here. And if I bet if we sing a song, that'll get him really going. Yeah, he really doesn't have to say. He's like, he says, the beast will make off with your children. He'll come after you in the night. Yeah. And, and there's a naked little baby. Like, <laughs> everybody's dressed for winter, but somebody's holding a baby with, like, no clothes and no hat. And it's yeah. just like, oh, <laughs> don't eat me. I'm the baby. <laughs> but yeah, it, it immediately, like, works this crowd up into a frenzy. They just start riffing on this idea. He'll he'll take over the village. He'll burn down our shops. Like, he'll we're not safe until he's dead. All my snacks. <laughs> all my snacks. Yeah, there is a very self-aware line in the song though there is yes because they start they start following him through the Mm. woods they're marching towards the castle because gaston has stolen the mirror from bell and is using it somehow to get to the cat show me the way to the castle yeah and it kind of like lights up too so i think they're using that yeah to follow it 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 just it it shines brighter when you're on the right path yeah i don't don't know know. (laughs) but the group says, we don't like what we don't understand. In fact, it scares us. And this monster is mysterious, at least. Yeah. So they're just like, man, sounds creepy. Let's go kill it. <laughs> yep. I don't know what it is, but I bet it's bad. Very self-aware. Yeah. So they, they take a quick second. They cut down a huge tree and make a battering ram, which is ridiculous because we all know the door is not locked. <laughs> That's true. They don't know that. Yeah. But they get to the castle very quickly. Oh, yeah. In the course of a song. Yeah, even though many times we have been shown that it takes a long time to get between here and there. Does it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, it just takes Maurice a long time to get there. He is an inventor. <laughs> he is not an explorer. I think Maurice just hasn't been taking his medication. Yeah. So he's been a little lost. He's, just, he's like, he has to take two steps forward and one step back. It yeah. takes him a long time to get anywhere. It's true. It's true. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. But also, if the castle is so close and so tall, how do they not know that it is there that's true yeah you could see it from it's not a big hill it's yeah yeah they're all like oh there's a castle here from the village what how have i never noticed that they just just never leave blends into the background town i just thought that was a painting (laughs) it looks like one yeah but so uh, bell says i have to warn the beast so she really just does not know his name no and neither do we that's fine. I don't know why I know his name. I know. I do. Yeah, I It does know. not say it you at didn't? any point no. during this movie. I had no idea what his name is. Yeah. Was. I mean, it's Adam, which is not I'm... a very French name. Adele. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you say it in French. That's, you're right. So anyway, they get to the cat over the course of the song mrs potts is like i'll go warn the master you know she's like they're coming what are we gonna do he says i don't care anymore just let them kill me really doesn't matter lumiere and cogsworth are kind of getting everybody ready to go cogsworth is like you know if they want to fight we're here let's fight yeah we'll fight them we don't even know if we can die (laughs) and they say (laughs) we go marching into battle unafraid although the danger has increased yes (laughs) i'm like i just love the way all these songs are worded i know it's it's like the it fits the music. Yeah. But the lyrics themselves are like, okay. Yep. Not, it's gotten more dangerous. The danger has increased. Yep. And then the mob shows up to the castle and they say, here we come, 50 strong. And 50 Frenchmen can't be wrong. Absolutely not. So we'll kill the beast. They smash the door down and they're in. They walk into the foyer, which is weirdly quiet. 
yeah. and also full of furniture. Like also somebody they, just moved in. They didn't break the door down. It just opened. <laughs> the door was like, ow, stop. <laughs> I'll just, I can just, ugh. Oh, fine. Okay. So, uh, yeah, the villagers get almost to the staircase and then all of the furnishings come awake and start attacking. Yes. Mrs. Potts is pouring boiling water or tea yeah. on people. The wardrobe jumps off the balcony and lands on the dude. Of course. It's great. Yeah, I would like to take a moment to acknowledge the weirdest scene in this movie, Mm -hmm. where a villager is holding the feather duster and just pulling out her feathers. Yeah. And it is so weird. Yeah. Like, thinking about it, I feel uncomfortable. Yeah, the noises she was making were, like, the type of distressed noises that you don't want a non-man to make like you don't want to hear that like it felt very inappropriate yeah it was like yeah. it was too earnest yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah she was being hurt yeah i don't know it just was weird and, yeah and in her parts that she shouldn't be hurting right yeah i don't even know how to describe know, the it implication, like he's she's upside down and he's like i mean if she was a person he's like reaching in to her crotch right basically you yeah know? i mean and you just can't think of them as like with like human equivalents which i mean obviously they want us to do right but it's, it doesn't equate to their human well-being i know but like i never thought of that as a kid and i don't think that a kid would ever think about it but watching it now as an adult i was just like it was too it's just uncomfortable I don't yeah know, that one is bleh. yeah no it's it's not nice anyway. yeah that was really gross anyway 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 Back at the cottage. Back at the cottage, we see Chip. Or should we call him Chop? <laughs> uh, he sees Maurice's invention, which is conveniently just kind of placed outside, uncovered, yeah, just right there. And he's like, oh, cool. I know how that works. And he sure. uses it to chop down the cellar door. Yep. Freeze, Maurice and Belle, and... They're on their way. The furniture is still kicking ass. Gaston is stalking through the house looking for the beast. Yeah. And Belle and Maurice are racing towards the castle. The mm-hmm. furniture chases everyone else off, but Gaston is still in the house. Yeah. And we we hear it. There's a Wilhelm scream in nice. this scene, which is the first time it was ever used in an animated film. Hell yeah. So that's kind of fun. Do you know what a Wilhelm scream is? I don't. Would you like to tell Hot Toes? Yeah, it's just um, a recording of a scream that has been used. I don't even know how many times at this point. Oh. Over, if you heard it, you'd be like, "Oh!" And then if you watch a compilation, you're like, "Wow, I have heard that!" Like, yeah, they use it in a ton of movies. Yeah, oh, that's cool. There's also a band called A Wilhelm Scream. Yeah, I yeah. do know that. Yeah, but so Gaston upstairs has found the beast. You know, doesn't know that everybody else has left. He doesn't care. He's very, you know, he's focused. He's gonna find the beast. He's gonna kill him. That's yeah. his goal. He points his bow at him, but the beast does nothing. Yeah, he turns and looks at him. He's not, like, surprised by it. He's just like, oh. He just makes a really sad face and sound, and Gaston's like, come on, fight me. And the beast is just like, nah. (laughs) So he (laughs) shoots him with an arrow and then tackles him out a window and then kicks him off the balcony. Yeah, and Gaston is just chasing after him, taunting him. He says, what's the matter, beast? Too kind and gentle to fight back. Mm Mm-hmm. It's mean, I know. And he, like, yanks a piece of the castle off to club the beast over the head with. But then Belle rides up and is like, no! And then the beast hears her, sees her, stands up, 
and starts fighting back. And they're fighting across their rooftops, which is just so dangerous. I know. And slippery. Yeah. And it's raining. Yeah. Suddenly. Yeah. Yeah. And they're fighting as Belle, you know, gets up to the castle and starts to make her way up 100,000 stairs. I know. She should have rode the horse up the stairs. <laughs> Otherwise, Honestly. she's just like. <laughs> Poor fucking Philippe. Yeah, I'm coming. Ah, so many stairs. Should have put an elevator in this fucking castle. <laughs> I got to get my dad to invent an elevator. Oh, my God. I know. It's another, like, is the distance between the castle and the town a lot or a little? Mm-hmm. Are there 25 stairs or 100 mm-hmm. stairs? Is the dog ottoman big or little? Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe there's a bunch of them. Oh, yeah, maybe. So the Beast and Gaston continue to fight. But the second that the Beast has the upper hand, Gaston is like, "Uh, please don't hurt me. I'll do anything. Yeah, I'll do anything. And this is another moment where we see kind of like a change in the Beast because he has that anger in him and he wants to kill Gaston, but he softens. And he's like, you know what? I don't want to be... A beast. I won't be that guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he sets him down and runs up to Belle because she's up on the balcony now. Yeah. The beast is like climbing up towards the balcony because he's yeah. just down on the rooftops. And Gasson uses this opportunity to stab him in the back. Of course he does. Which he like reacts, you know, flings his arms backwards, which knocks Gaston over and he falls to his death. Bye. Down into the moat. Yeah. But Belle grabs the beast by like his little scarf and yanks him back up onto the balcony, which I'm like, she is strong. We have seen her do a couple things, but we didn't actually see it. Yeah. Well, we did. We saw her unhook the cart all by herself. Right. We don't see her get the beast up onto Philippe's back, but he's totally passed out. So who knows? And then, yeah, she like carries her dad into the house. She does a lot of. Yeah, she's strong. strong. We actually watch her like yank him back onto the balcony. It's probably from lifting all those books. <laughs> Maybe so. But so Lumiere and Cogsworth run up onto the balcony just in time to see her just kind of laying his limp body on the floor of the yeah. balcony. And he is surprised that she came back, mm-hmm. which is like, yeah, man, I didn't say forever. Yeah, I just needed to go help my dad. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, I, you know, I don't want you to die. And he's like, well, maybe it's better this way. And she says, well, don't talk like that. Yeah. And he's like, nah. <laughs> I'm tired, man. I'm just going to go. Um, Sick of the shit. Glad I got to see you one last time. Yep. But Belle says, please don't leave me. I know. Which is meat wedges trigger phrase. <sighs> Can't handle it when people say that in movies. Makes me real sad. No. And she says, I love you. But then we see the last petal has fallen off of the rose. And it's all dead and wilted and so, so is, is the beast, beast. yeah <laughs> too late too late bitch apparently in this scene Paige o'hara who voices bell was like sobbing real tears Aww. while she was recording it to the point where the directors were like hey are you okay yeah. and she was like she just dropped out of character immediately went acting <gasps> so i was like yes bitch love yes. it it's called acting honey right maybe you've heard of it isn't that why you hired me right she put her whole Belussy <laughs> into that role. Episode's over. Oh my god, this is why we don't have guests. <laughs> Belussy. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> but wait, what's this? A whole meteor shower localized right here on this one balcony? Perfect. The beast's big dead body lifts up off the floor and he starts changing and he's glowing out of his fingertips and his toes, which I always thought was fucking weird. 
I mean, where else do you glow out of? No, nowhere. And then his... (laughs) Uh-huh. It changes into a man, and then it just lays his dead human body back down on the balcony. So I guess you can have like you can dig a smaller grave <laughs> at least. But I don't know what this helps. I know I was just like, oh, well, now he's a dead man. Yeah. He's- okay. No, just kidding. He's alive, <gasps> and he's happy to be human again. And Belle looks at him for too long. Yep. <laughs> She's like, hang on, <sighs> clean shaven blonde human man. Yeah. The look. let's talk about that let's talk about it you could argue and of course the animators and directors would argue that she's like confused but it's like girl what other option you know the castle is enchanted yeah you just saw the beast is not here anymore okay you watched him you watched him change from a man into from a beast into a man yeah but so this is not her being like what this is her being like uh okay (laughs) <laughs> this is her, yeah, she definitely thought the dog man was hotter. Yeah, yeah. she's like, yeah. you can't even keep, like, the horns, maybe? Yeah, or, like, the teeth, the big <sighs> mouth. like The big mouth. <laughs> okay, uh, okay, all right. Okay. I wonder if he'll immediately know how to be human again or if he's going to keep eating like that. Because <laughs> it's way less charming when you're a human man. <laughs> <laughs> Shoveling porridge into your face with your mitts. <laughs> Anyway, he he explains, hi, it's me. Yeah, which she doesn't, she looks into his big blue eyeballs and then she's like, wow, it really is you. Like, what yeah. other fucking option is there? She's convincing herself. She's like, ah, but there's a whole castle and there's like a library. Do right, the library, right. girl. Do it for the library. Yes, books. Do it, you don't even have to talk to him. Just read books. Yeah, yeah. But she, she looks into his eyes and she's like, oh, it is you. Yeah. And then they kiss. And then there's some magic and some fireworks and the castle is beautiful again and the gargoyles turn into angels and the babies turn into adults and day <laughs> turns into night. Yeah, that part I never thought about because it is nighttime yeah. and it's raining and yeah. then all of a sudden it's not nighttime. It's yeah. like, well, I'll just skip forward a couple hours. Sure. Like the one guy who stayed home in the village is like, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> Daylight saving already? Like... Somebody fuck? was playing Animal Crossing and they saved and they changed the time <laughs> oh zone because they were like, all right, time travel. We gotta go to the next day. Oh my god! And yeah, everybody, all of the furniture starts changing back into human beings. Yeah, and it's really exciting for them. And Mrs. Potts is adorable. Yeah, she's a cute little old lady. Okay, mm-hmm. I I have an issue with this. Please, Chip is very young. Yes, Mrs. Potts is very old. Yes. Who is Chip's dad? We don't know. Apparently somewhere it said that Chip was her 12th child, which I guess makes sense. You need a whole set of cups, but. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't know they were going to be cups That's when you had babies. <laughs> so salacious. Like someone in that castle is Chip's dad. Yeah, or they're dead. <gasps> oh. I know. Sad. Okay. Well, that's sad. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that's sad. Maybe the dad was another piece of china that has since been smashed oh no they're like um dad's just a pile of broken pottery. they go down they're like oh yeah we're all people again and they go down to the kitchen oh god there's just just... broken human bodies everywhere (laughs) oh but that's it that's the end we made it woohoo so big question here yeah hot toes replay rewind replay she's considering it replay yeah Yeah. bucket snake Uh, i'm good (laughs) (laughs) all right i mean i would watch it if it was on but i don't i can't see a time when i 
would have an urge yeah. to like sit down and rewatch it. Sure. Personally. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I would watch it by myself, but if I were with someone. Right. Or, you know, it's funny because last night when it was over, I looked over at Bucket Snake and I was like, did you like it? And just so fast. No. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> and I was no. like, I liked it. Yeah. 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 Same. I mean, it's not, I have very fond memories of it. Yeah. I still have none of those have been ruined. I still have like warm, fuzzy feelings about it. I love the song. So, yeah, yes. I would watch it again. I'm not going to. But, but I, I mean, I don't rewatch a lot of movies just for fun. But yeah, I'm definitely not going to like. There are some movies that we cover. It's like, I want to watch that again right now. Yeah. And this is not one of them. No. It is, however, one that I could see myself just like driving somewhere and being like, damn, I want to listen to that soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, I absolutely. would definitely do that. Yeah. Uh, did it make you cry? No. No. Aw. It did made it- me cry, but not because of the movie, just because picturing Angela Lansbury in a recording booth yeah. and being her earnest self oh, that's so just fucking sweet. gets me. Yeah, because she's just so cute. And like, I don't know. I love her so much. But yeah, yeah so it's the picturing her actually doing the recording that I'm just like, hey, and now she's dead, even though yeah. she was 97 years old. I know, but it's still, it's sad. And her character is so cute and so sweet and fits her so well. Yeah. You know? Like, it feels like not just Angela Lansbury because we love her and now she's passed on but like that character also feels very representative of her yes absolutely there is a really great thread on twitter that i will find the link to of angela lansbury as teapots and it is just pictures of her in like a really nice outfit and then a teapot that looks like it and it is so so long and there are so many and it's really fucking cute so i'll find it yeah i love it so it was released November 22nd, 1991. As we talked about, it had a budget of $25 million and it made $440.1 million, which is insane. Damn. And also, interestingly enough, the exact, almost the exact amounts as Mrs. Doubtfire. I was it had a $25 say, million dollar budget yeah. and made $441 million. Yeah. Huh. Which is just crazy. Mrs. Doubtfire made more money. Yep. Nice. But only by one. One. Million. Million. <laughs> only one million. Yeah. Yeah, and it looks like it has a 93% of Rotten Tomatoes. Yes. So, I mean, beloved, you know, a classic, a timeless Disney classic. Roger Ebert gave it four stars. He was like, this is, it's a really great movie. And also it is good entertainment for the whole family. Yeah. Like truly it's well done. The songs are good. The sets are good. It's just a really well done movie. Not just like a super boring, like super clean like movie for kids whatever he's like this is just a just a really well done movie that happens to be child appropriate basically yeah like brian regan's comedy exactly (laughs) exactly like that so uh, there are a bunch of people that we know you know oh obviously we know who angela Lansbury is and all these other people the one that i thought was really cute was chip is voiced by bradley michael pierce who played peter in jumanji oh that's cute yeah yeah which is really nice he actually he wasn't supposed to have any lines but then they liked him so much that they were like we need more of this kid it was a very like robin williams and fern Fern situation they're like he's cute like give the give his character more lines because it's he's just really cute to have. i'm just imagining the scene where he pops out of her bag yeah and but doesn't have any lines (laughs) he just stares at her like how could you? <laughs> well, 
he wasn't supposed to be the character that did that. There was going to be a music box, which you can still see sometimes in the background, like on a table and stuff. So a a music box was supposed to fulfill that role. But then they were like, but this little kid that we got to voice Chip's one line is really fucking adorable and we should have more of him. So they just moved it around. So that so whoever voiced the music box was like, well, I guess I'll go fuck myself. Fired. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> Damn. So apparently Disney himself had tried to make this movie a couple times. He wanted to make it in the 1930s mm. and then he tried again in the 50s, but he just couldn't get it to work. He couldn't figure it out. Yeah. So he was like Snow White did so well and Sleeping Beauty did really well. Like mm. I want to like keep going on this like movies based off of really old fairy tales. Yeah. But he was just like, I just can't figure it out. So they just completely shelved it. Until the 90s after Little Mermaid did so well. Yeah. That they were like, well, let's try it again with this like 90s approach, you know, that we have. And it really worked. It was also the first movie that they'd ever done that they wrote a script first. Oh. Usually they just made a bunch of storyboards and they went off of that. But this one, they wrote the script and then drew the storyboards around the existing script. Interesting. Yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. They tried to get John Musker and Ron Clements to direct it, but they had just done Little Mermaid and they were like, we're so tired. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> seriously, because Little Mermaid came out in 89 and this one right. came out in 91. So, yeah. I mean, literally, they just finished yeah. working on it and it and was like, like in, they were like, yeah, let's, this is our next project. Let's go. And they're like, oh my God, please. You can't. Uh-uh. I'm going home to my family who I haven't seen. <laughs> they, and they for probably years. started on Beauty and the Beast even before The Little Mermaid was out. Yes. I bet. Yeah. Yeah. It was, they started working on it while they were working on uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Actually. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah so it, um, they were like, we're so tired. So they instead <laughs> got these two dudes who had worked a lot with Disney in the animation department, but had never directed a feature film before. But they were like, you'll be fine. And it was Gary Truesdale and Kirk Wise who did great and yeah. then went on to direct things like Hunchback of Notre Dame and Atlantis, the Lost Empire. So I thought it was really interesting that you were like, this reminds me of that scene in The Hunchback. <laughs> it's like, well, it's the same guy. Yeah. That must be why. Yeah. They're like best friends. They work together a lot. Oh, BFFs. Yeah. So anyway, that's like all the little trivia that I have because whatever. It's, you know, there's not too much information out there. But honestly, I got beef. <laughs> Yeah, let's hear I have it. Complaints. We're here for the beef corner. So the first thing, number one, stranger danger. Okay, slash no is a complete sentence. Yeah. This man said no. You may not come into my home. Well, you gotta respect this man's no. Sure. Whatever his reasons are. Yeah, he had shitty reasons. Yeah. You know, and it wouldn't have been that hard. So we're talking to, about the talking about the enchantress. Yeah, the enchantress at the and beginning. the prince at the beginning. Yeah, right. She's like, hey, let me stay in your house, and he's like, no, thank you. Well, yeah, he's rude. And it's like, yeah, he's ugly. Is he in the wrong? Yes. But I'm saying, even if people have bad motives, you got to be like, hey, he said no. Well, and don't, I don't be aggressive and pushy about it. You know, I don't remember in the narration him being like, you can't come in here because you are ugly. He rejects her gift because it's pathetic is like kind of what he said. Oh, yeah. A rose, pff, not good enough. Yeah. But like. That doesn't have anything to do with her being ugly, though. Yeah, I would have been like, I'm sorry, I don't know you, so exactly. I'm not going to take this and have a good night. I'm a yeah. prince. What if you're an assassin? What yeah. if there's poison on the stem of this road? Right, you we know, have like, all seen Sleeping Beauty and Snow White. Absolutely. Is my, what said. My life is at stake here, could be, potentially. People yeah. are always trying to get me. But th- what it boils down to is, he said no, regardless of his reason. Yeah. Don't push it. He said no. He said no. <laughs> No. That reminds me, um, in Savannah, there are people that make flowers out of palm leaves. Yeah. And sell them to yeah. tourists. And but they don't like say, Hey, do you want to buy one? They like kind of trick you. Mm-hmm. They're like, 
a beautiful flower for a beautiful lady. Right. And they're like, oh, thank you. And they're like, that's $14. You know? <laughs> and you already touched it. Yeah. yeah it's uh, no That's what that reminds me of. Yeah. Yeah. So then, second. Yeah. Okay. So she gets mad. She's like, there's no love in your heart. You're clearly an evil monster. Sure. Just because you won't let a stranger into your home. So she sees fit to curse the whole fucking castle like yeah. what did mrs potts do wrong like right, we talked yeah. about what earlier. did the castle do wrong they didn't do anything like yeah okay teach this guy a lesson but you're gonna punish the whole castle staff who are at best salaried employees but are more likely indentured servants yeah like, mrs potts absolutely would have let that lady in no question yes dear come in from the cold let's get you a nice cup of tea yeah let's get you a blanket but it's not her damn house and yet she's this enchantress still Saw fit to take away Mrs. Potts' arms <laughs> for the next 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, that makes me think, I wonder if Lynn Maurice showed up and the appliances were so kind and welcoming. If that was <laughs> like, why. Like, we, we can handle repeat. no more curses. <laughs> we'll take our eyeballs next. We will be nice to everyone. <laughs> Speaking of 10 years. Now, this is a much debated point of contention about this movie. Sure. But... In the opening narration, the Enchantress tells the prince he has to learn to love and find love in return before the last petal falls on his 21st birthday, like we yes. talked about. And then in the song, Be Our Guest, Lumiere says, for 10 years we've been rusting, needing so much more than dusting. Yes. Which means uh -huh. that the prince was 10 years old. Yeah, when he answered the door. When he answered the door. One, why is he answering the door? He's a child. <laughs> Where are his parents? He's a prince. Somebody else should be answering the door. Secondly, he's a child prince. Definitely somebody else should be answering the door. What's he doing down there? Exactly. He's got people to deal with this. But so she's she's like, uh, actually, I'm a beautiful enchantress. You fucked up. He's a child. Leave him alone. I mean, the, in the animation, though, they show him as his full adult self. Yes. So according to IMDb, they say it's not 10 years that they've been objects and appliances. It's 10 years that they've had a guest. They've only been, the curse has only been three or so years long. I'm like, well, because it was supposedly okay. like they haven't had a guest because of his temper and nobody wants to come to the house. Okay. Still 10 years ago, he was still a child. Yeah. <laughs> Where? He's still... Yeah. Why is he the one making these decisions? But also we do see when Belle sees the portrait, that is the portrait of him, of the man that he turns into, which wouldn't have been able to exist if he had turned into a beast at the age of 10. Still. It's very confusing. To say 10 years we've been rusting. Yeah. you A man does not rust. <laughs> you do not dust a man. <laughs> That's I not mean, how this works. I mean, men do be dusty sometimes. They be dusty and rusty. <laughs> I have an uncle named Rusty. <laughs> Is he rusty? Is he dusty? Yes, he's a hoarder. <laughs> oh, gross. Oh, shit. <laughs> but to that point, like you said, where are his parents? Where are the king and the queen? Are you telling me that he's running around this castle by himself at 10 years old? Or that they are so, like, kowtowed to him that they're just like, whatever you want, young Prince Adam, no parties in the house. You're right. It's your castle. Yeah. Where the hell are they? And how does nobody in town know anything about this castle? They don't sing about it. They don't mention it. When he's like, there's a beast in the castle, they're all like, oh, no. Did he eat the prince? Like, there are no questions. Yeah, no. Th this castle is not in anyone's mind. Nobody's worried about it. No. Yeah, absolutely not. Like, so what? what is going on with the royal family? Which, because ev if, even if Belle is too young to remember, yeah. you know, her dad is going to be like, oh, yeah, there used to be. Right. A yeah. king and queen up there. Nobody's heard from them in a long time. Just absolutely no mention at all. No. And yeah, I guess is the implication that the castle is from like 
feudal times and is this still feudal times? I guess. Yeah. Which I mean, even if you say, okay, they've been cursed for three years, that's not a long enough time to forget yeah. that there was a castle up there with people in it. Yeah. It's also not a long enough time to forget how to use a spoon. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> These things are still going to be in your brain. Yes. Either that or he was like, I just want to be a beast so bad. And he was like, fuck yeah, no more spoons. I don't know. <laughs> Fucking hate spoons. So it just, that doesn't make any sense to me. And you could, you could argue, okay, well, Maurice and Belle are new. They've just moved here. Because she does say every morning is the same since the morning that we came to this poor provincial town. So she remembers moving there. So maybe sure. they haven't been there that long. But Gaston, nothing. You know, everybody else in the village, nothing. Yeah. Just like, wow, a beast. Let's deal with it. Wow, that. a castle. I know. So none of that. Maybe they just, the town is very new. <laughs> when yeah. she says we, she means everybody Everyone in the there. town. They, they just built it. Together. Yeah. Which also makes me wonder, where did they live before? Like, she and her dad. Yeah. Because she's complaining about this life. It's like, did you live in a big city before this? Or have you just read about them? And where's your mom? And where's your mom? Oh, it's but a also, movie. no worries, girl. It's called Cottage Core. It's gonna catch on in about four hundred years. <laughs> no worries. Gonna girl. be tight. Speaking of parents, who is Chip's daddy, and what does he do? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Where he at? Also, are all of the other cups children? Yeah. Where are they? They're mostly in the cupboards. Chip is just Mrs. Potts' favorite child. He's I know, the but baby, like when they turn child. back into humans. I just, or they're still in the cupboard. Yeah, they're we... like, oh, fuck. Let's <laughs> out. Somebody help, please. Jammed in there. I know. And Chip says, do I still have to sleep in the cupboard? Right. But yeah, if this happened 10 years ago. That little boy is definitely not 10 years old. So was he born as a cup? Yeah. <laughs> Did they stop aging? I, I mean, that would be a super weird like caveat to this enchantment to say like well the beast because the beast has to age yeah because we're approaching his 21st birthday unless the appliances are not aging actually that would answer a lot of questions maybe if it's like they freeze in time well maybe not like they don't age but we still know he still knows when his 21st birthday would be yeah but he's like frozen at whatever age he was like 18 i don't know well then he asked it so still not 10 years yeah yeah no, that doesn't, doesn't make any sense. Hmm. And how awkward if if he's aging, but everybody else isn't. And then when they turn back into humans and they're like, oh, you are 10 years closer to us than you were. Yeah. Well, I just meant that no one was aging, even him. Yeah. But he has to. Yeah. Yeah. Because then, then otherwise it'd be like he would have been frozen in time at the age of 10 yeah. approaching his 21st birthday. Right. Yeah. So that doesn't make any sense. No. None of it makes any sense. This movie is full of holes. Yeah. And I do truly think that the for 10 years was just like kind of a throwaway to make the lyrics fit. And it's like, do you know how many conundrums you've created by yes, just throwing so in that many. one syllable? They have changed it in the in the 2017 remake. He says, for too long, we've been resting. Oh, for too Because there was like, let's just get rid of that because people won't stop tweeting at us about it. But anyway. Don't tweet at me. No, it's a lot. But that's it. Yeah. That's the end. That's the end. So, you know, overall, fun. I I mean, Enjoyable. I liked it. I You know, I didn't hate it. It's just that I can't um, be pleased. <laughs> because it all happens too fast. Way too fast. For me to feel that any of it is really believable. Yeah. You, you know, and we've talked about this a thousand times on the show. But, like, if people are going to fall in love, I want to see why. Yeah. Mm. And I just, there's not enough time in three days for it to happen. But also, if this movie were any longer, I would complain. 
Yeah. So that's why I'm saying I cannot be pleased. Mm-mm. That's fair. No. Well, I mean, it could easily be fixed where you just show the, you know, make the montage a little bit longer. That's yeah. something there. And you just show them doing a lot of things together and getting to know one another. And you just cut to the rose every once in a while with more petals falling off to show that time is passing. Right. But yeah, three days. Yeah. It's barely even three days. In fact, yeah. I think it's two. Yeah. You know, like it. it's not enough time. So no. yeah, it's too much. Yeah. And there's no reason for them to have such a like short um, deadline. Right. You know, I mean, they're all trapped and they all want to be untrapped. Right. It doesn't have to be like, well, we only have three days. It's like. We three have, weeks still would have been, you know, like. Oh, or no. like a year even. Yeah. You yeah. know, like, I don't know. Yep. Yeah, it's unnecessary. Yeah. You know, you could still get the point across and make it more believable in like, yeah, you don't need to. Ah, ah, everybody's scrambling at the last minute because also, wow, how convenient that yeah. she showed up two three days before yeah exactly but how cute would it have been to show them like falling in love over time yeah her like working to fix up the castle and like putting her touches on things her dad moving in them actually like settling in and deciding that you know she's okay with this life and she's fine with it yeah and and yeah and having a good time together and then that makes him saying you know like I want to do something for her. I've never felt this way about anybody. It makes more sense rather than yeah. just be like, yeah, of course you haven't. Because like you said, this is the first time you've talked to a human shaped person. Yeah. And who knows how long. Yeah. And, it, you know, you could still have the conflict of Gaston mm-hmm. trying to get Belle. Yeah. And, you know, bringing the town or, you know, all of his weird little plots or whatever. And her trying to decide what to do with her. You know, do I want to stay in this castle forever because the beast can't leave? Do I want this life outside of whatever? You know, there could still be conflicts. The conflict doesn't have to be that you have three days to fall in love. Right. It's just not realistic. Right. And also, I think that this movie set the standard for meeting an abusive asshole and being like, I can change him. Yeah. I bet deep down inside there is a good person. And you know what? Sometimes there just isn't. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people just suck and you don't owe them all of that effort. Right. And you don't have to save them. From whatever it is. You know, you got to take care of yourself, girl. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Okay, so I actually kind of disagree with that. Okay. (laughs) Let's hear it. I think that Belle taking care of the beast after his initial injury with the wolves, I think that was her being who she is, being true to herself, which is a caretaker. Yeah. And you've seen that with how she interacts with her dad. So she's probably an Enneagram, too. Sure, yeah. And she does that because that's who she is. Because she had that moment like, okay, I could just leave him here to die. But that would go against who she is and what she believes in. Right, yeah. So she goes and she takes care of him. But she knows that she doesn't have to do this. She's choosing to do it. Yeah. And Yeah, because she knows now that she can leave. Yeah. Yeah. And there's also not this pressure for her to teach this dog man how to be an adult <laughs> actually the the uh furniture and shit they're teaching him they're like hey you need to be more respectful That's you need true. to do this you need to do yeah. that because that they want to help him be better for her yeah which is kind of nice and i i don't i didn't see the pressure put on bill so much as i saw the people that were built into the house to help were helping in that sure. way. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, and I think that that's true, and I think that that's a good and fair point about this movie, but I think to show this to an eight-year-old, yeah, the yeah. message that they're going to learn is that, you know, there is good inside everyone. Yeah, yeah. that's true. And, they're, yeah, and you need to fight through not. the hard parts to find the good, and you'll bring it out of them. Yeah. Right, especially well, if they're throwing furniture and screaming and denying you food. Yeah. Well, actually, this movie is the reason why I've dated all the people I've dated. Oh, should I go? <laughs> maybe <laughs> yeah i don't know but i do i do like that point that it's not on her no you know there's never which except for that scene that they cut out where she's teaching him to read which again i'm glad they took out of there it's just like yeah. she's just there and she's just hanging out and she's like hey maybe if you weren't such an asshole you know she yells at him a little bit like yeah. if you would learn to control your temper none of this would happen but she's not teaching him anything no and they set the stage in the very beginning of the movie to show us that Belle does whatever the fuck she wants yeah she's truly weird. she goes to the west wing even she, though she was told not to yeah well and she doesn't do what most women do which is have their titties out and fawn yeah over big teeth muscly egg eating men <laughs> yeah but she has her head in a book and she talks to animals and yep. she loves her dad yeah and she loves her horse and like she's a horse girl yeah but a cool one yeah and she wants to fuck a giant wolf yeah bear buffalo that's really cool that's like <laughs> nobody <laughs> does that that's you know? true so unique that's why she she's really so bummed is. that he turns into yeah. a man she's like i've met hundreds of men <laughs> yeah <sighs> now he's gonna start chugging eggs <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> but for Belle to show up at this castle and just be like, "I get to do what I want," yeah, and I'm gonna see what happens with this because this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. Yeah, you know. I mean, she's got no pressure on her. It's everybody else who has pressure because they're like, "Well, we yeah. don't want to be candlesticks yeah. and, and clocks she, forever." Yeah, and she doesn't know that there's a deadline. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. For but sure. they also don't put that on her, you know? They're yeah, not like, hey, yeah. it would really help us out if you could just... Yeah. They, I mean, they're trying to subtly, like, put them together, but they don't put any, like, stress on her to be like, you have to love him to help us. Because that would be bad, you know? She'd be like, oh, shit. I mean, that guy's a dick, but, like, this teapot is really nice. I <laughs> want her to have arms again. The teapot. She can't hug her child. They can only click porcelain. <laughs> That's so sad. Anyway, I have to go to work. Yeah, yeah, me too. But like I say, it's gotta go. Everybody gotta go to work. So anyway, uh, you know where to find us. Not on Twitter. Don't tweet at us either because fuck Twitter. But yeah, we're on Instagram. Twitter. Replay Rewind Podcast. <laughs> or you can email us, replayrewindpodcast at gmail.com. You can catch all of our other episodes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, Apple, Amazon, iHeartRadio. Just look for it. Maybe we're, we're gonna on be here. on so many soon that we're gonna have to, like, that's gonna make our episode too long. <laughs> <laughs> Just check the feeds, okay? <laughs> um... We also have a Patreon bonus content. You can pay to listen to us. We will send you a sticker. We'll shout your name out on the show. We will... I will name a roach after you before I feed it (gasps) to one of my frogs. Oh, that... uh, I would pay money to have you not do that. Okay. (laughs) Which is also an option. My favorite feature of being a Patreon supporter is I get to comment on every single episode that I listen to. Excellent. There is that. Yeah. yeah, you can tell us your thoughts right it's there. It's a lot of fun. In the comments. And, you know, have have a little bit of influence on the show, maybe. I don't know. You know, it's possible. We listen to our Patreons. Doesn't matter. Anyway, go check it out. We gotta go. Uh, in the meantime, stay fresh. Cheese bags. And don't forget to reduce, reuse, recycle, replay, and read.
Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com slash covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. warbyparker.com slash covered.